1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at com. Welcome to the family.
0: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: On the
2: road to Bethlehem.
0: <sighs> Ugh. The donkey is like the absolute worst. Couldn't you find something more comfortable?
3: Mary, darling, you've been riding my ass since since Nazareth. What are you expecting here?
0: Hey, careful there. Alright? Because I'm carrying the Messiah in here.
3: Oh, come on. Just a minute. You slept with another guy. This whole virgin birth thing is getting a little bit out of hand. We have we have these three supposed wise men following us now.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I thought they got lost.
3: Impregnated by God. <laughs> guy creates Adam from dirt, but he needs to hump my future wife.
0: You know. Are we there yet? Cause I'm so uncomfortable right now.
3: Stop acting like a child.
0: Well, I am 12, you know, like whatever. (laughs) Besides,
3: couldn't God send an angel or something to help carry us to Bethlehem anyways? Invent a car for crying out loud. Fly us there. He could at least give us a talking donkey like Balaam's.
0: Oh, I love that donkey always wants me to make waffles. Anyway, why are we going to Bethlehem again? It's like so lame there.
3: (laughs) Some ridiculous census that makes no sense forcing us to travel to a convenient place prophesized.
0: I'm hungry. Can we stop at that merchant over there and get ice cream and pickles? That'd be so good right now.
3: It's the first century, Mary. You want an ice cream? You'll be waiting a while.
0: What are we going to name our son anyway? He needs, like, a really cool name. No one's going to be like, everybody's going to remember. Like, it would be so awesome.
3: Oh, your, your son? Oh, and, oh, ouch, Jesus Christ. Hey,
0: I really like that.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, my acting sucks. <laughs>
2: that was awesome. Hi, this is Mike Wisen from The Bible Says What, and I took a left at the valley.
3: I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it, I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed of. We're on live, are we? Is
4: <laughs> 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 <It's> cool. Mr. Hanky is
2: Coming to you from Santa's workshop, this is Left at the Valley 2.0. My name is Kevin, and someone said she recognized me from a vegetarian club. That's kind of odd, because I've never heard <laughs> <Never laughs> <been> herbivore.
4: <before. laughs> <laughs>
2: ah, okay. okay. I
4: oh
2: or Met Herbabore.
4: Herbivore.
2: Ah oh, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> there. The did a theatrical performance. They're so funny. I know, right? A theatrical performance on puns. It was really a play on the <laughs> <laughs> We got there. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to LEDV's Christmas special twenty twenty-two. Uh, and this is brought to you by our new patron, Dawn, who is so bright, just, the sun has to put shades to take a look at her. <laughs> and in the second half of the show, we'll have Bill Petro. our good friend, Bill Petro, is coming back to talk about Christmas and the origins of Christmas and all that. So that should be fun. Hell yeah. yeah? No? Maybe?
5: Maybe?
2: Excellent. Excellent. Let's shut that music down, though. all right perfect and so i thought you know usually we do a chit chat and we go with that but i thought i would do something a bit different uh, this week um i would actually i want to end the year with some good news so where's my good news thing
3: there is no good news there is no good news we
0: live in a hellscape
3: The, the no, cup no, is no, half no. half empty, and I'm thirsty. So it's like, no, no one okay. can do something from the <laughs> chat. But you know, I thought
2: you know, 2022 has been such a crappy year. I thought it would just end up. Good
3: with news, some... everyone.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> we got the good news. <laughs> um, did you guys hear that the whiskey war is over? Now, Troy Which, and I war. War? <laughs> You guys don't know, the Americans don't know, but Troy and I know what we're talking about here. Canada has actually been at war f- with Denmark since 1973. No way. And yes, this year it has finally come to an end. Oh. Now, this is going to end 2022. Uh, so, this, <laughs> the Whiskey War is actually over an island uh, between uh, Greenland and Canada called Hans Island. Um, Canada, Denmark, Denmark owns Greenland, right? Uh, they, they couldn't come down to, uh, to, uh, to to terms in 1973 about a the, um, a theoretical line going through the strait. Because you got essentially the, the strait and the island, which is basically a spit of rock, it's just sitting there. It's like not even an acre, right? And it's just right <laughs> in between Greenland and Canada. And, of course, there's been a dispute since 1973 about this island, to who, which country does it belong to. So uh, this is going right through the straight. So in 1984, Canada soldiers provoked uh, the, uh, the, the, the Danes by planting a flag and leaving a bottle of whiskey. Hence the Whiskey War. <laughs> and, well, shit hit the fan. In Denmark, shit hit the fan. Now, the Danish minister of Greenland came himself changing the flag, and he left a bottle. He put it up the Danish flag and put a bottle of schnapps.
5: And this so, has been going on since the 1980s. <laughs> is schnapps like Dan? Is that a Danish thing? Like, they, they do schnapps? Maybe it is. Maybe what like kind of schnapps, schnapps is it? I thought it was uh, German.
2: I think it was peach. Peach, but, peach okay. schnapps. But anyway, it seems to be something that they made maybe in, in, in Denmark or something like that. So uh, <laughs> this has been going back and forth since 1984, essentially. And it finally came to an end. Um now the the funny thing about this war is uh, the, the the back and forth has been going uh, respectfully. And, and every country that comes in, uh, the the Canadians come in and they fold the Danish flag and they leave it there and they put up the Canadian flag. And that's <laughs> the
3: Danes <Canadians> come in. <laughs> <laughs> and they take down the Chinese flag and they fold it nice and leave it there. the I'm not sure how the war ended. I'm just assuming global warming caused the sea level to rise and the island's just gone now.
5: <laughs> well, no, but I left a okay. wrinkle in it, so it was okay. I left a wrinkle. Okay. All right, well, so. in 2005, both countries decided
2: to uh, basically uh, resolve the issue. And it finally came to a head here in 2022. Um Also, in May 2008, uh, scientists from Australia, Canada, Denmark, and the UK also installed a weather station on the island as (laughs) essentially a a project of peace between all these nations. Uh, And also, the politicians are kind of using the 2022 uh, window to show, especially Denmark, wanted to show Russia that conflicts can be resolved uh, peacefully between countries, especially in, in light of what they're doing in the Ukraine. So uh, the division of uh, the island has to be divided in half right down the middle <laughs> going
3: the street. See, I'm just thinking Canadian whiskey got so expensive, it was just cheaper to build a weather station instead. So. <laughs> so, in
2: 2022, the plans for the, uh, dividing uh, the island was officially unveiled, and there it is. So there's uh, actually Canada now shares a land border with Denmark. <laughs> which is uh, which is ironic because the only other country we share a land border with is of course the u.s so now we have a land border with denmark as well so this is how you resolve a war so yes thank goodness of all the casualties and all the darkness of the whiskey war <laughs> over.
4: Jeez.
5: that's awesome so i thought
2: i thought instead of doing a chit chat will just end up Yeah with you know the the year with some some good news that was happy
3: holidays, peace on earth. The
2: war finally ended. Now if our American friends down south could start doing the same thing with their wars, that'd be fantastic. I don't know. (laughs) To our American friends and we love you, but whatever you do, do not start a whiskey war type thing with putting like coors light
3: beer. That doesn't work.
2: You will just create <laughs> more bad. problems with that. You don't <laughs> need coarse
3: light. <laughs> what Coors like it light is like making love a canoe. It's freaking ear water.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it, or you could have Bud Light, which is... I haven't tasted urine, but I have a feeling it's, that it's very similar. <laughs> like, <laughs> just without as much
5: cure. It doesn't cure anything, though. Yeah, so exactly. Even, <laughs> so, yeah, totally I think
2: the name eat. of some of these beers is just getting simpler and simpler as, you know, as you're getting more and more drunk and your capacity to talk is less. So you have, you have like several beers of Bud
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> he does. Yes. Nobody's going to go for it
3: I'm just recording, like, everything everybody's coming to the kitchen and clattering stuff. Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> mind the go. people behind the curtain. <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> all right. So, so this is our Christmas special. I've got some Christmas songs kind of lined up to play in the background, but do we want to do our n- normal songs for our segments, or do we want to go with? All Christmasy all the time or we'll wait till Bell comes in for that.
0: Well you know what I want you wanna know what my top ten is?
2: <laughs> I don't know what your top ten is, but you're about to tell it
0: is me It's the most annoying Christmas songs. Oh barking
2: so <laughs> dogs and jingle bells. <laughs> 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 we'll just play our normal oh, yeah. top ten our normal top ten song, I guess. <laughs> we'll just go <laughs> <laughs>
4: top, 10 the top, top,
0: top,
3: top, top.
0: So since you were asking, <laughs> I was like, I have a, I have a theme.
3: <laughs> all right. I'm just okay, wondering how much of the royalties are gonna go up on this uh, episode. <laughs> this is, the all right, is all yours.
0: Alright, so um the first one, this is on the top 10's list.com. The first song is A Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney.
2: Those are, um, those are the more annoying ones?
0: No, it's one of the older ones. It was when he went I, I mean, yeah, the, I heard it back in the 80s when he yeah, like
2: the, the most annoying songs, right?
0: The most annoying songs or overplayed oh, that people cannot it'll,
2: it'll like.
0: Um, This, um, people feel like this is a little bit of a train wreck of a song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is and, the simply having a wonderful Christmas time song. Yeah, simply,
0: or? yeah.
3: yeah that's out. I am so uncool. Yeah. I like that song.
0: <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, like, well, music is a subjective taste. So yeah, yeah, there you go. That's not like this one, that particular one doesn't annoy me as some of the other ones on this list. So, um, number two, um, this one I do not like at all. I didn't like when it came out, and I don't like it now. Um, Grandma got run over by a reindeer.
3: Irish Rovers. (laughs) They even got a TV special uh, of where Grandma gets run over by a reindeer. And then, and then, uh, the grandma's family sues Santa Claus for his for vehicular, uh, hidden run. It's, it's like a Christmas classic. <laughs> or I'm the only person that's seen that special headhunters.
0: I? I, 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 I didn't even know there was a special, I just thought this was like a weird novelty song. <laughs> so,
3: oh no, um, yeah, there's like a really weird, uh, uh, a really weird special where they take Santa Claus to court, and then, uh, and grandma wasn't actually killed by the reindeer but has amnesia. And it's like staying in the at ho- uh, the North Pole, and it, it's it was like a weird early two thousands late nineties thing. It's, uh, it's it's best to be left in the analogs of history. <laughs> but either way,
0: cool. So- um, someone posted on on the forum that um, they heard it when they were six, and they were terrified that their grandma was going to get run over by Santa's sleigh. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. You know (laughs) I I would be (laughs) So you know it causes trauma So don't listen to (laughs) it
4: guys.
0: The next song would be the Chipmunk song And Christmas Don't Be Late I had this on the album When I was a child Like I had a Chipmunk um, Christmas album When I was a child and that was on it And it is um, I don't know if it's nostalgic I think it's annoying Now as an adult I... I don't
2: it <laughs> was like some chipmunk mania at some point in time in history, and I just don't understand it. It was like, God, this is so awful.
3: <laughs> I mean, it
4: was. Just,
3: it was. Yeah. I, like, the, I like the, I the chipmunks heard. growing up, but I, I think it was just lack of competition. It was,
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. it, babies, it, it's like was chipmunks okay. versus the Smurfs. W- which one's more, more yeah. annoying?
0: <laughs> um, the next one is a Jimmy Buffett song um, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. Um, I, again, I, I remember my parents had a set of like Christmas music and this was one of the songs on it. Um, I I didn't realize Jimmy, Buff. I don't know if he's the original artist for this song, but um, yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's funny to kids anymore. <laughs>
3: I, yeah, I think it predates uh, I'm pretty sure it predates Jimmy Buffett because I remember watching like an old classic Christmas TV special and it was like barely black and white they got this little girl coming out with the missing front teeth singing a song and then ever since then if you're a kid in school and you're missing your teeth at Christmas time you're guaranteed to get the full the, the role in the Christmas concert uh, sing, singing all I want for Christmas is, with, yeah. is my two front teeth and hoping that you don't spit too much on the audience
2: it'd, it. it'd be funny if you sang that with yeah. was, was a whistle as <laughs> yeah. you yeah know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, the next one I have never heard of this song. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. You never heard that song. Well, I have never heard this- <laughs> you look,
4: you,
2: you gotta Brent, that You got to be kidding me! Did you hear it? Oh, no, I've heard never this heard that one. Okay, I'm, <laughs> right now. I'm
3: gonna It's popular it. in BC because like back uh, like a couple years ago. uh Cal- yeah, a couple, of, uh, like probably ten years ago, us in uh, BC uh, did a commercial using yes. this, using uh, this song, and I actually got to fit, uh, feed the hippopotamus from the commercial at the Vancouver Sioux, so that was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, unrelated tangent. So, what's the next right. annoying song? I, I, think, I, I think, like the I little think...
0: marching beat to it, though. Like, this is, like, like an adorably pleasant song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. that was his well, well, I was the first time I've heard it, so.
2: <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's also, uh, I think uh, Canadians have a tendency to like that song a lot, because like you said, we see, we had a lot of hippos in the, the Telos commercials, and there was also this commercial that's really near and dear to Canadian hearts, uh, which is uh, the house hippo. Oh, which- yeah. Yeah, commercial that basically told people don't believe everything you see on TV and they have these documentary style little commercials about the house, hippo. the house hippo <laughs> and little, little steps in the peanut butter and starts eating the cat food. And it's in the, the water bowl with the dog and it's, growling at the dog trying to think he get a lick and they say that look real but don't believe everything you see on TV and it was a great yeah. old commercial and everybody loved that little house hippo thing. Oh that's cute.
3: That's <laughs> super adorable. cute until you realize how vicious hippos are in nature. Oh yeah. And then They're you, ass and ass you ass walk ass. out on Christmas morning, here's a big chunk taken out of the cat. It was like <laughs> <laughs> little Seuss is not going to recover from the trauma from that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> They say they kill more people than crocodiles too. Yes, they
2: are more dangerous. The, the most dangerous animal uh, in the world, uh, the, the, uh, aside,
3: aside, mosquitoes from are the most animals. dangerous. But yeah, aside so. mosquitoes, from hippos, yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Um, the next one was one we mentioned last week when we were talking about the Christmas pickle, which was uh, I saw mo- saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, and like what someone posted on the forum. Um, I also thought this song was about adultery when I was a child because I didn't understand the context. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, like is she cheating on her? On the dad with Santa, like, that's where my brain went when I was like seven. So yeah.
3: well, see, I'm just—I guess Santa's just, French then. It's, it's
5: a, they're always
0: kissing. Yeah. Yeah.
5: He is Pierre magical, Noel. man. That could be really fun in the bedroom, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah santa likes to show off his magic sack <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> so,
3: and magic pickle
0: <laughs> exactly yeah. um i don't um i don't hate this song i'm just indifferent to it um uh santa baby
4: um oh, yeah. it just
0: it's fine I, I don't, I, it's, what, it's my, one of those my songs wife that's kind of nine in my opinion, but a, a lot of people voted it. It's number seven. They do not like the song. Yeah.
3: <laughs> my my uh, wife worked at Toys R Us when she was younger and they had a two-hour uh, audio loop of Christmas songs oh, yeah. and, and Santa Baby showed up uh, probably about six times during that loop. Oh, so she still got PTSD from, uh, from, <laughs> from Santa Baby.
2: Wasn't there like a controversy a few years ago about that song or something like that?
3: Michael Michael Boublier did a uh, uh, one that uh, was like Santa uh, Santa Buddy or something like that, which that which came out really weird. was
0: <laughs> 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 maybe it's cold outside has a Ruger Oh that's the one
4: that,
2: that's,
0: that's the song. It's problematic.
2: the one problematic. It's cool. Maybe it's cold outside, that's right. Sorry about that. My
4: bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um this would be my number one. I um, I hate all I want is all I want for Christmas is you by Mary Carey. I hate Mary just in general. But that song it's so overplayed, and it makes me want to stick needles into my eardrums. I like it so drives radical. me it the beginning of crazy. The show. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is my if there's a level, it if there's a hell, the there's a level played. that I hear yeah. that for eternity.
3: <laughs> yeah. my, my daughter's like that. She can, she doesn't understand why everybody likes that song. It's like it doesn't suck. It's just not
5: that good. <laughs> <laughs> and they just play it all the time. It's a Nickelback situation. Nickelback's not terrible. So often that they hated them. Like it's just, it's not,
3: yeah. yeah. Like is it a good song or just a really good publicist? We're not sure. It's, uh,
2: you know, I I, right? I, I will say I, I'm sorry to admit I actually like that song. I actually do. I, I don't. Uh, I don't really get like, tired of it. Maybe maybe because I don't. It care is, it is your right to like whatever you want.
4: <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I yeah, like, it I is a
0: suggestion experience. I just. Okay.
4: I'm
2: going against the grain here. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it, um,
0: okay. So um, this one's probably the most overplayed of all times. Jingle bells. I, oh, yeah. again, I'm indifferent to it, um, but apparently a lot of people do not like it. <laughs> um, it's fine. <laughs> like I don't have, I don't have yeah. see the seething hatred for Jingle Bells. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's very simple think, to sing.
3: I, I <laughs> I, I it's pretty much one, one note over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I got tired myself in my life, uh, in my childhood, of the classic Christmas songs. I think those I've overheard them again and again. So no, today, today I have a tendency to gravitate towards the quote-unquote newer ones. You know, the
5: more recent ones. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the, the old ones are fucking hymns. Yeah, well, yeah, no. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and, and and everybody knows the first five or six lines to them that they can't get out of their head, but they don't know anything else from the song. It's uh, yeah. yeah,
5: it's like Amazing Grace has like seventeen other fucking verses. <laughs> like, what the hell? It <laughs> just keeps going. What's happening? Here? Yeah,
3: and then like, and then like, I remember when I was like Christian, or whatever. It's like every year you would have like two or three different new versions of Amazing Grace come out, and it's like, how many times do you keep singing the same song?
5: I know, <laughs> like, I, you know. But either way.
0: Choices. Okay. okay. So what the last we one. We're last 10. We're at the last one. Uh, this is a very, sh- it was a lot shorter than last year because there's no story attached to these. All right.
5: It's going to happen.
0: The last song is Last Christmas um, by Wham. Oh,
4: really? <laughs> so, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And I, th- it, it, mostly it's the synthesizers, which I understand. <laughs> because um, it is a product of the 80s um yeah. i don't like i don't like the song because when I hear it it gets stuck in my head on, on a loop yeah. <laughs> and I can't get it out until, yeah, like,
3: I, I, I always the words <laughs> like last year last Christmas I gave you a shark and then you ran away when it started running down my leg I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's really good uh,
0: yeah.
5: yeah I actually like that one yeah. I don't mind it I like Wham though so
0: <laughs> I like Ram, too. I mean, I love my 80s as a product, a, a child of the 80s. Um, you know, I do like my 80s music. So but like apparently I, it, it's mostly the synthesizers and um, he and George Michael is very sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very sad boy. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, I got I to admit, George Michael, though, is uh, little known facts about the guy. He was extremely generous with a lot of things. Uh, apparently he 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 like anonymously donated a lot of money and you know put some people through college and stuff like that and th- these are stories nobody knows about him. Apparently the guy was something else. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, my dear Helen. All right, so what do we got next? I guess we got our fantastic forgotten myth. Uh,
3: all right, I am uh, Hel- Helen. Uh, last last week, doing a few uh, stories about uh, like strange Christmas beliefs. I figured, all right, well, let's do some forgotten monsters from from Christmas time. Forgotten monsters. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Sorry, fun.
0: I love monsters. Now,
3: I'm not going to pronounce them right, so I figure we can all take turns. Um, Frau Perchstein. Yeah, this is the case of when a good goddess goes bad. Um, she started off as uh, uh, Freya's uh, cousin from Norse mythology. She was the uh, goddess of a whole bunch of things and uh, a lot of people worshipped her. Um, she was the goddess of, um, of, uh, of uh, taking care of women and children, taking care of the forest and forest animals. She would lead spirits to the afterlife, uh, especially uh, uh, children who died in youth. Um, you know, uh, she was always portrayed as like this white goddess type thing. But uh, unfortunately, uh, um, the, the uh, church didn't uh, like her that much. So they create, they started rebranding her as this hidey, hideous old witch. Mm. And it's uh, with the uh, en- enduring term, the Christmas belly slitter. <laughs> uh, where. Wow. So, well, if you were not, na- if you were a naughty child, uh, she would come to Christmas to you Christmas and uh, slit open your stomach, pull out all your organs and innards, and stuff you full of uh, uh, straw and rocks. No. Um, if you were a dishonest child and lied lied a lot, she would uh, be less uh, less gruesome and just gouge your eyes out with broken glass. I'm
5: not sure that's less gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know,
5: the why? <laughs> Hold like, on. What does the rocks do? Like, what do the rocks and straw do? Does that turn you into a scarecrow? Does she go and set you up and scare the? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Like, uh, one of the legends that I,
3: that I read was uh, one of the ways you can keep her away is to eat lots during the Christmas holidays. So I don't know. Maybe it's a case where it's like if. If you don't uh, fill your stomach full of goods and sweets, you'll fill it full of rocks. I don't know. It's a, uh, but uh, I'm Trying to get
5: the, the little kids to get a little, you know, they want them to bulk up. You know, football season's right around the corner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny that you put the name Frau Petra because, you know, that sounded
3: German to me. It is German. Oh, it is and, German. And, yeah, but and was she was dermatologist. Yeah, and she was, uh, well, northern German. So that okay, was, northern, <laughs> that was Yeah, so that's where we get into the Norse there. Um, she was, and originally uh, she was called uh, Brau Birchna. And of course, her, her the tree associated with her were birch trees, which is why she was like a white goddess. But like I said, it's like, uh, yeah, she went through a pretty nasty rebranding cam- campaign uh, because a lot of people would... Uh, uh, would still uh, worship her. She actually had her own uh, her own holiday, um, where it's uh, which was practiced on uh, the what what is now the feast of Epiphany, which I don't think anybody practices anymore, anyways. But this was uh, uh, the day of the year on January sixth, where the family would sit down and have a nice bowl of uh, and I hope nobody over there's eating a bowl of fish porridge. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like I'm thinking. It's like, uh, how the heck is that going to taste good? No. But you would leave a bowl of fish porch out on your doorstep for her followers, and um, and for her, and that would bring you good luck during the year. Personally, if you uh, leave, if I fed someone in fish porch, I would uh, expect to make an enemy out of them. But uh, that it is what it is. You
5: have a cat <laughs> it's a epiph- the porch. It's the the meal of epiphany. Right? Is that what you said? The feast of the epiphany. epiphany? Yeah, so like um, in oh, Christmas, oh, you used I, I to have. I thought it was going to be
3: mescaline. Oh, pardon?
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the uh, thesis. I, know, I just must like not... It just seemed like it'd be like a hallucinogen or something. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, piece of
3: the epiphany refers to the wise men. <laughs> so it's the. No, no, uh,
5: that, that was the epiphany. The epiphany was
3: that fish porridge is awful. That was the epiphany. Right there. <laughs> That's the epiphany. It's, Don't eat the porridge, dude.
0: <laughs> fish. Now I gotta look up what's, what, how you make fish porridge. <laughs>
3: yeah. But, uh, I wasn't brave enough to check that out. It's <laughs> not like a Halloween thing. But yeah, so the next one is
4: <laughs>
3: La
2: Pair La La Foucault. Foucault. Oh, I. I, I I have a guess there with the guy
3: whipping people. <laughs> yes, the Father whipper, <laughs> um, or AKA the French Christmas Cannibal. Uh, um, he will whip or beat naughty children, but uh, he'll also uh, he'll also uh, eat them as well. Oh. Um, now, if you remember last week when I was talking about the uh, horrible innkeeper that was pickling children and selling them as pork. Yes, and then uh, and then Saint Nicholas thwarted the plan by uh, going in there and and resurrecting the pickled children or dismembered pickled ch- children. Holy old Jesus in the ship. Yeah. Well, the uh, that legend conti- continues in some areas where uh, Saint Nicholas then. Uh, uh, then, uh, like, uh, makes the innkeeper his worker or servant. And then uh, and then that's who the Pierre Foutard's origins are. Is he was like the evil innkeeper from the legend oh. of St. Nicholas of where uh, they were pickling kids. Well, you know, I, I, you know,
2: uh, I don't want to play devil's advocate here, but not a lot of people tenderize their meat with whips anymore. And maybe we should bring that back, you know? Me tenderizing with a whip.
3: I think would actually be pretty good. I'm not cleaning up the kitchen after tenderizing kitchen with a whip.
2: <laughs> I mean, why use a mallet or a hammer? You can tenderize with a whip as well. Why not? Oh, yeah.
4: Get a I mean, cat got, a get and just, go like, go. Like, cat nine
3: tails. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is something that everybody knows, so I won't spend too much time. Yeah, of course, Grampus. Yep, Grampus. Yeah.
0: Yay. Uh, Just watched that movie. Best figure ever. <laughs>
3: Best Santa. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> he actually has a few puppy cats out so, there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so everybody knows he, uh, he uh, drag, uh, throws the naughty kids into a sack, drags them to hell. Um, his name comes from uh, a word that means claw, or his horrible claws. And then uh he would come on december fifth, uh the eve of Saint Nicholas Day. Uh, mm. Um now uh, here's one that's more difficult to pronounce. netch, Natch
0: Roopshit shit. Repair whatever. I think we started
2: podcast
3: just watching Helen trying to pronounce these words. <laughs> I'm glad she's trying to uh, trying to pronounce them because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. another. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. For for, for
2: our audience members, let's spell it here: K N E C H T. Sorry, K N E C H T. So neck. I would say Nick and then roof R u p r e c h d. That's for the the
5: audience people. Yeah, You got to you got to get that T at the end. You know. So he, he, Yeah,
3: yeah. He was another one of Santa's helpers. Um, it's uh, over time. Um, he in some areas he merged as Krampus, um, In other areas he stayed the same. Is it, is um, the little elf that wanted to be a
2: dentist. Isn't that that guy?
3: Um, he, no, he is, uh, he's depicted different ways. Um, originally, um, he was, like, a helpful, uh, what was it, like, a home sprite that would help children, and but also sometimes play uh,
5: tricks on them. Um, and Elf then, on the Shelf. Got it. Yep. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> hey!
3: <here's> yeah. <laughs> you know, if you ask the creators of Elf on the Shelf, officially, it's uh, an original idea, but there's quite a few myths that kind of... <laughs> Uh, I figure, w- line yeah. up with it. I don't know right? why people
2: buy that thing. That is like a creepy, creepy doll. I mean, I'm sorry. If I'm I waiting for the you, horror you, movie, man. Look at me. And, yeah,
3: I've been doing Elf from the Shelf for eight Seriously. years. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my, my daughter doesn't even believe anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turkey's less scared
2: than that thing. Nothing that just looks at you with it. It's like, god damn
0: yeah. I, I want to see like a stop motion horror movie with <laughs> yeah, that would be no. the best i
3: would like that yeah. you now where you can uh, uh set up your cam camera in your home and then they will put a cg elf uh running around your house oh. uh like you know, and then you can show your kids the next day because that's oh. not going to travel to us a heck of no, a
5: <laughs> Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I love but, how people use technology to fuck with their kids. My favorite is how they
3: use these legends to parent their kids. Like, it's uh, <laughs> we're, we're, so it's like um, like with the elf on the shelf, it, it, it's like uh, I, I'll see in these uh, message boards online. It's like, how do I punish my kids with my elf for being naughty? Oh, and it's like, Jesus. <laughs> and you look at some wow. of these setups, and the, in the, in the, like the elf is completely trashing their home, and they're like, wanting, <laughs> but like they're wanting to like uh, use the elf to like teach their kids not to talk back to them or something, and it's like, a, you know the elf is worse than your
5: kid I'm sorry, But uh, I mean, I feel like like all religion is just based on that. And the kids are like, but why can't I do that Because like? you're burning hell. I don't fucking know. Like, burn, no. That's why. No. Always watching right yeah.
3: for you. always watch that or yeah that or snack roops or something is gonna come uh, hit you with a stick throw you in a sack and take you back to the woods to eat you if you're not a good kid you want to be eaten by uh, by snack roops <laughs> yeah. i <Nick, Nick> <laughs> spit on news. you again little man
2: Nick Ruprecht has a lot of issues his parents named that he's been taking his revenge on the world like he said. it's yeah. the original <laughs> super villain
3: uh, the strange thing is is to us, this doesn't uh, roll off the tongue, but if you're in Germany, this is actually this is the name that they use for Santa's little helper on The Simpsons. Oh, so, really? That's the name of The Simpsons' dog in Germany. Oh, really? <laughs> really? That's oh, cute. Yeah, so I, I had to throw <laughs>
2: that in there. Well, no, I can only picture the dog instead of the evil elf. So I feel I feel much better now. It's, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just a dog.
3: <laughs> uh, what I'm else have we got? Here?
0: Just a little side note: When I was a when the first Simpsons first came out, I didn't realize that dog was supposed to be a greyhound, and I didn't understand why the dog was so skinny. Like I, I thought, like I put this can in my head that they didn't feed the dog or something. <laughs> but
5: I've always oh, thought, goodness, yeah, no. I thought that Homer was just always starving the dog. I didn't know it was a greyhound. Okay, I feel on. I
3: feel yeah. sorry for that no dog time. so many times in yeah. the uh like the time the Simpsons got a nude pet and the dog's trying to like get the the kids' attention.
1: I <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Whoa>. <laughs> Go away, like, Santa's little helper. Yeah. Watch this yeah. dog and roll
5: over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go roll over, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: another Santa's helper. Bell snickel.
0: Bell Snickle. Oh Bell-snickle.
5: I know
3: this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That,
0: that sounds dirty.
3: Kind of Sounds like a bad flu. I got a kiss with a Bell I saw some, I'm kissing Bell Snickle <laughs> underneath <laughs> a Christmas pickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bell Snickel and I were under the mistletoe. Yeah. So he was a gift bringer and a punisher. Um, and then <laughs> he basically. Bell snickle has got some kinks going on. No. Um, he would show up a couple weeks before Christmas and ask kids that, uh, if they were naughty or nice and report back to Santa, and then uh, and then uh, actually I, uh, then and then some legends he punishes them if they're bad and then it's uh, but either way, so um, it's sexual. all of this is sexual. Everything is uh, sexual. Most of these monsters is all about scaring kids into being good for Christmas time. So it, it's a uh, and coming up isn't too much of a. Uh, is is an exception to this because we have, gorilla and her family of trolls. Gorilla, gorilla. I think that's how you pronounce it. Why
2: not? Oh, so sure. it, it looks like a gorilla. Uh, What the, what do you call those two dots
5: over the uh, over the? Uh, yeah, the, what's the y smiley face thing? What's that? <laughs> so it's
3: an accent. So I, yeah, I guess yeah. it's so that you are <laughs> like, supposed to pronounce the y some way that I'm not pronouncing yeah. it properly. You are <laughs> so, y
2: dot l a. Gorilla? Gorilla right. Yeah.
5: That works. I don't, I, don't,
2: I, don't think, I don't think it's going to be pronounced Y. It's going to be like a different letter altogether. It's going to be like "gorilla." A,
3: yeah. yeah. So she lives up in the mountains, and her and her family uh, come down to the uh, come down to the village and uh, basically wreak, uh, wreak mayhem. She will um, grab kids and uh, throw them in her sack and and drag them back to uh, the mountains to uh, make stew out of them. So you better oh, make sure that you're making it.
2: There was a big demand for sacks back then, wasn't there? Everybody's got kids in the sacks.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, I know. It's like, uh, it's, like you kids. have so you bring some kid from like uh, from like the sixteen hundreds or fifteen hundreds. Bring them nowadays so It's like you mean things come out of the sack. The kids don't go into it. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> doesn't the, doesn't the monster it. from
0: Beowulf have a similar name? Like, and used to come down. Yeah, yeah, them?
2: it was Grendel. Uh,
0: Grendel, yeah, right? and, yeah, and- yeah kill soldiers and then bring them back up and then he would eat them and <laughs> oh <that's laughs>
3: isaac yeah. I, exactly, I think grendel is a class of monsters and i think she was she would help bertha or Bertha or the, the the first one i talked about mm-hmm. um when when she turned hag they were they were some of the monsters that would come down and uh, reap mayhem and i guess they weren't very smart because they sometimes confuse the good kids with the bad kids and and yeah. they would just basically drag the kids to the bed and dismember be them. So. <laughs> so,
5: oh, yeah. They all look the same anyway. So.
3: They all it's, think like, the same
5: it's like the MCU back then was so much less original. You know what I mean? It was all the same at MO. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, so one of the people she came down with was her troll husband. Oh, I, wow. I have no idea how to pronounce this. Oh, I don't lef- even know what letter that is.
5: Lef- <laughs> yeah. It's Lapuloli. Lepually. That one to sound really confident. L e p p a
2: l u with an accent. Oh, with, with it, yeah. something on top and then. An well, no, I think it's like
3: a, 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 a backwards six with a slash or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What the fuck is that? I know.
5: Is, that like a, ba- it's, is a B? No. It's,
3: bento- it's not English.
0: Not English. <laughs> I,
2: I forget it. To do stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, uh,
3: yeah, so I guess he was much more lazier, so he wouldn't uh, go around as much, but um, if your uh, fire had gone out and your, or your fireplace wasn't clean, he would scoop up the ashes and, throw the, and then throw the ashes in your bed. And then, of course, if you were especially bad, he would throw you in a sack also. Because everybody had sacks back then. And drag you up to the mountains for his wife's stew. That was a big devil Yes. Time. But he's not all bad. Because if you were a good kid, he would bring you some pickled herring. Because that's what oh every kid my. wants. Pickled herring for Christmas. <laughs> wow. herring. Hell. Yeah, that's a cult. Actually, I a, won't.
0: You get thrown in a sack or you get pickled herring. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> no. Which one you want?
5: A, okay. There's two up there apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: yeah,
5: weird thing see. is that he's so obsessed with the fucking fireplace. Like, God damn it! Another fucking dirty fireplace. What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh. Look at fucking fireplaces. Who the hell is doing that? Their yeah,
3: <laughs> you heat up this source? heat. weird place, okay? <laughs> okay. So here's one that uh, Helen was talking about last week. Any hey, idea? Oh, oh, it, it's a lot easier to just call the Yule Cat. Yule <laughs> Cat, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That, that's the actual <laughs> so, name. Jule or I don't know. I it looks like a, a different word. It a it like it's <laughs> like something like in elvish. It it's an elvish word. Yes, it's an elvish word.
2: <laughs> it's the Ring of Power. It's it's Mordor. It's Mordor's
0: <laughs> word. It's a cat of it's Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: the Mordor cat.
0: Yeah, so for those oh, of us in tuning
3: last week the Yule cat is this giant cat the size of a house and if you don't get any clothes for christmas well it will eat you if you go wandering around to the forest it will eat you <laughs> <laughs> um, if you talk back to your parents or you're naughty it will eat you
2: <laughs> no point i really want to point out here that cat does not have a sack that's the one All thing. Right, so no, are no no. No. Are
3: you sure, I, I, I think it might be a boy cat. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know, maybe. Ellie, we just went to hat PG hat thirteen hurts. folks. <laughs> well,
0: and our brand, so. <laughs> so yeah, I don't.
3: Know. Yeah. so because the family uh, cannibalizes and devours children together, stays together. Um, Greta and her, her husband and pet uh, we talked about now is their children, the thirteen oh. Yule lads.
2: Oh god! Um, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce like, them. So
3: I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna read out the English translations of these names because. Okay, uh, thank, you. I, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Or I can try the I can try the I'll, I'll do the uh, my, my bastardized version of the uh, of their name and then the translation. Stactual Stacture. or the uh, maybe I shouldn't try. Sheep um, sheep co <laughs> Sheepcoat Claude. Hold on! Hold on! Let me let me let me. Why are you what? trying that? While, while you're
2: trying that, let's put on some uh, some uh, appropriate music for that. Let's uh, let's let's
4: go with that. Okay,
3: <laughs> okay. so we got sheep Clawed, Clawed because uh, if uh, Christmas wasn't sexual enough, he would harass your sheep and livestock. Then you have gullygock; he would steal milk from your cows directly from the teat. <laughs> um, then you have stubby. stubby. Who would uh, steal all of your pots during Christmas time, hoping to get a few crumbs that are left behind? So make sure you wash your your pots, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you have Spoon Licker, who would break into your home and lick your spoons, probably for the same reason why the pot stealer or <laughs> pot <laughs> <This laughs> is,
5: is like a bad friend. That. Sure. I do that. I do that.
0: Like Lick your spoon and then
5: put it back. A little fuck you to anybody I'm in their house. So
3: now we have uh, uh, pot liquor, which uh, you know keep that guy away from my bongs. But uh, <laughs> he would basically break into the house and steal your leftovers. Then there is bowl liquor, uh, which I guess kids back then they would have some soup before bedtime or some pudding. So he would hide under your bed in case you didn't finish your soup, and then he would come out and grab it and steal it from you. Um, then you have scar uh, gobbler when Skarl is a, a, a really fancy yogurt that they used to make so if you don't eat it all then this uh, Yule Lad will come by and, uh, and uh, steal it from you then you have, oh we're back to the sexual windows innu- again, Sausage <laughs> Snatcher
5: <laughs> I do that too i yeah, it's I've like personally attacked by all these yeah, like the, the yeah, Marina Bob and the Yule lab.
2: <laughs> <You laughs> no, so far these, these terrorizing things, they're just people that are hungry. They're, they're just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, oh, right. Oh,
4: yeah.
5: you're <laughs> just living amongst a bunch of homeless children. That's all that's happening here. all much. like <laughs> yeah. oh, don't blame the homeless
3: people. It was the homeless it was the Yule lads that was taking it. Um then you have a more creepier one, window peeper, who is pretty oh. much a peeking Tom.
5: Um I doorway that, sniffer. Oh, Never no, mind. No No. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Window key. No, nothing. I was saying nothing. That one's wrong. I I don't do that one. That was. uh, (laughs) Okay. And then I I I changed my mind. Okay. okay. Uh, So next is Doorway Sniffer.
3: He's a troll with a big, giant nose. And then uh, he'll come to your doorway and he'll sniff through the lock to see if there's any baked goods. And then, so if you leave your baked goods unattended, he'll break into your home and steal them. And then you have Meat Hook. Who is much like uh, like the sausage snatcher? He uh, but uh, he uh, basically comes and uh, steals your smoked meat, <laughs> and then you have the, uh, the, the, the the jerk of the bunch and number thirteen candle stealer. Because it doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you live in a northern area with no electricity and only four hours of sunlight, oh, yeah. when, when someone steals your candle, that's a pretty a-hole thing to do.
2: <laughs> so, so far, all know. the trolls are essentially—you know—you know—the the lesson here is—you know—finish all your meal and make sure you don't leave any leftovers. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> the trolls are going to come and grab your stuff. So, and of course, it speaks highly as you know back then. The, the most precious thing was, you know, food. Of course, you know, today oh, we have yeah. it for granted, but back then it was like big thing.
3: Well, plus, like we got to remember, way back when Christmas was all about partying and mayhem and stuff. That's one of the reasons why kind of wasn't popular among uh, Puritans and stuff. So, it, it's a, 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 a like the the Yule lads are just like supernatural explanations for a whole things that people will do during the holidays or right. desperate people will do during the holidays.
5: Yeah, Or just or like, or dad lost the fucking food again. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, Christmas daddy vacation drank her Christmas
2: money. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for that, Troy. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Brittany, yeah. It's up to you, my friend. Okay. Another brilliant. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. You're not done
3: here? I thought you were it done. To- oh, I can-, I can keep on going. I got it more. But if we're running short on time. Yeah. We are running short on time, my friend. <laughs> can I do one final one then? Real
2: quick. So- Slepnir Slepnir Odin's Slepnir? horse Oh yeah the horse the, the six-legged horse
3: Yeah the six-legged ah. horse that uh, Odin would ride on the uh, on his Yule Yul- on his wild hunt mm-hmm. and the uh, and the wild hunt happened multiple times during the during the uh, winter but mostly during Yule or mm-hmm. on Yule tide um, but uh, the reason why I bring it up is the uh, origin story of Slepnir which will ruin the Marvel universe for you <laughs> um b- b- basically uh, basically this dude comes to Odin and says, Do you know what you guys need? Or you uh you guys need a, w- a big wall going around to Asgard. So it's like okay, well
2: You know you guys need a wall to keep all those eating.
3: Yeah, yeah, I keep, yeah, I keep <laughs> <on> the ice <laughs> <train>. <laughs> so the uh, yeah so That's they're like well, okay, well well we'll build the wall for, or you can build a wall then great idea well i want the uh, for payment i want the sun i want the moon and i want to marry the goddess freya and like, no go and loki's, And but loki's like well you know what we'll give it to him under a condition he he has to uh, build the wall in a single winter so, it's like, oh, okay, good idea. So, they give them their word as gods, and then all of a sudden, like, the work is going, going by really quickly. And like, oh, crap, man, we're going to have to pay up on this. What are we going to do? Loki, this is all your fault. So, Loki has an idea. Um, because it turns out that the reason why uh, this guy was making so much progress was because he had a magical horse that was doing most of the work for him. So, uh, so uh, when they were getting close the, uh, to the uh, deadline, Loki turns himself into a pregn- uh, sorry into a uh, into a beautiful mare. Seduces the horse. They run <laughs> off into the woods together. <laughs> yeah. The horse gets Loki pregnant as a female horse, oh, and Loki gives birth to Schleppnir <laughs> And it's like it's like, and, and I guess Odin's like, "Oh, the horse son I never had." But it's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Why the long face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but yeah, wow. it's a yeah. Uh, there's some like really really crazy old myths that people just don't know about anymore and it's mm-hmm. Christmas is full of them and it's uh, what, what I kind of like about going through them all is there's little hints of each one that we'll see in our modern myths so it's like they still survived over the years just just not in their original form
5: well thank you Troy all right Bradley you're up my friend <laughs> for <another> brilliant point. <laughs> all right real quick okay so this one is uh, so this is a clip from Shane Vaughn a little bit of background here um the, uh, the, the we just had in America, right? And uh, there was a there was a wave, it's like a wave of like uh, you know, it's losing because they're in power. So every time you have uh, somebody in power, usually the opposite party, and that not have, um, and, and so we got uh, Christian preaching why and figure out what's do about it. And so uh, this is Shane Vaughn, and he's got an idea of like what to do.
4: Okay.
3: Oh. Oh.
5: Shane Vaughn has left the building. <laughs> <laughs>
4: there
5: we go. Okay. Let me see here. All right, me, Mr. Vaughn.
1: And what we must do is repeal seventeen. Otherwise, I have a blue house and a blue Senate. And ladies and gentlemen, you can. I knew it. When I saw Herschel lose that, and I saw a massive turnout of red all over that state. Matter of fact, it was more of a turnout than we were expecting. The state showed up a red representative. Uh, However, Atlanta said, no, not today. We're going to give you warlock. <laughs> it's not fair. And what we must do <laughs> he old, it's not there. Right? That's
2: it.
5: That's it. So, so okay. So yeah, he doesn't know how elections work. <laughs> yeah. So this this this
2: guy doesn't seem to realize that it's yeah, it's the population you're representing, not the uh square footage area you're representing. <laughs> Like, there's more acres. The than Seven people area. in
5: Fulton County. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it's already a, it's already an issue with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things in in the United United States because you take it to like California. It's got like over, as much people as we have here in the entire country of Canada, and yet you have the same amount of senators as somebody in North Dakota, where there's like, like three people there, right? So it's uh, yeah, already a, it, yeah. It, it,
5: it's, Our our whole thing with senators is stupid. (laughs) Honestly, like two senators per state is fucking stupid. Uh, It should be based
3: on shows that. At least you're not Canadian. We don't know what our senators do other than just collect paychecks.
5: (laughs) Sometimes I don't. I mean, I mean, Lauren Boebert's a fucking or she was anyway. Oh no! No, she is. Oh, uh, she, you know, she she's a, a congressperson. So, um, I think that's all she does. Yeah, she, I think um, she's a congress something. I'm not sure she's a person yet. Um.
3: <laughs> she's entertaining. I, that's the nicest thing I can say about her. She's, she's entertaining human. <laughs> in a reality TV show kind of way, and you can't believe that this is actually happening in real life. She's entertaining. You know, so, you know, how that, you
2: say
4: murder,
2: you know how you say a murder of crows. The, the murder is the word to de- describe a group of crows. Whenever I hear Congress, they usually say a Congress of baboons because that's what they actually <laughs> use the word Congress to describe a large group of baboons. No, so, really, it's true. It's actually true. So when you wow. say a group of baboons, it's a Congress of baboons. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, oh yeah, now yay, Bobbert. Okay,
0: <laughs> I can't disagree with that. And it was Herschel Walker. Special. She's right. a special lady. <laughs> she is. Yes.
5: She's very special. Uh, yes. But and so is Herschel Walker, who lost. But like that that, that that that's who he was looking at, going, how did this guy not fucking win? The guy going off about fucking werewolves, you know, and and <laughs> vampires. Know. And then he's like, I don't know how he didn't win. <laughs> he so he did yeah. Herschel
2: Walker got like blades vote and Dracula's boat <laughs> and,
5: <Yeah. laughs> and all these two <laughs> folks. Blade the Vampire hunters like, I'm werewolf. all for werewolves.
0: Yeah. It, it's cooler to be a werewolf than a, than a vampire yeah. according oh, to that. Herschel Walker. So yeah. if there was a debate of what you have to be...
5: Well, That's one thing he's right about. That's one thing he's actually right I about. I kind agree with Herschel <laughs> in that
2: sense because, you know, I would probably prefer to be a werewolf myself too because, you know, if you're a vampire, you essentially your heart doesn't pump and you have no blood circulation, therefore...
5: How does sex happen at this point? And like, how do you do your facial hair? You can't see. nothing. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I could yeah. put off with sparkling and sunlight all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plus I love drinking holy water. That's like my favorite thing to drink. It's like, I don't even know what to do anymore.
4: <laughs> oh man.
5: So, so this
2: guy is obviously thinking that, you know, I think he's realizing that um, the Republican way uh, of thinking that the conservatives are, they're disappearing. They're on the way out. And they know, they know it this is why they're 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 doing all the the hard work of gerrymandering of trying to switch elections around and you're just going to hear that from on and on from now for until ever you know as soon as a republican loses oh, it was a scam Oh, it was a fraud it was a you know they're never going to be able to lose fairly again (laughs) it's obvious yeah
0: Yeah, they could do things like change policies you know actually do some fucking work you know for but no 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 it's it's fraud it's this it's that it's always you know they're just throwing things at the wall and see what think, will stick Yeah, and what I, I think in most
3: countries, I'm sorry. No, I'm,
0: um, just,
3: I'm done. <laughs> <Okay>. I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking she's finishing. Okay, I'll cut in. It's like, nope. Uh, no, I, I was just gonna say the. Um, I think in most country, most countries right now, conservative uh, parties, they're all going populist, and and it's a uh, and it's kind of a situation where a lot of people can get behind populism because when you're a populist you can come up with very popular ideas that people just don't think through logically and and it's like uh, and if you have a problem well you know it's popular just blame this group that nobody likes and yeah, yeah, yeah. but the problem and, and and uh, the the more we further, the more educated the society gets, though, the more people realize that, no, that's a bad idea. like we we, we read in history what happened in World war II uh, when the when uh, when the Nazis uh, uh, pushed a populist movement. We can see like dictatorships all over the world like uh, gain power through a populist rhetoric. Mm-hmm. We can see how democracies fall. And so like uh, you'll still have conservatives in each country that are like hard line. Uh, Who that can back some some of these ideas, not realize, but there's a lot more people who realize that, no, that's a bad friggin' idea. Like it's a uh, we we can't base policies on blaming people or we can't base policies on who can rile up the crowd the best or who can get who angry enough. It's uh, (laughs) because uh, hold my beer. Well, it, it 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 works, but eventually people start to realize, oh, wait a second, we're spinning our wheels. Nothing no good is
5: coming from this. Because It always comes back to like the universal imperative. They always like want to fucking violate like uh go against one group of people, and then they forget, like, oh, it's if we go against this one group of people, then that leaves us open to be that group of people in the future. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, they're just like, Oh, let's just vilify this group of people. And they never think until it's too late. They're like, Oh wait, what if that's us later? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what if I'm in the group that that happens to next time, you know? And it's like, and it does end up happening. And then they're like, Oh shit. You know, I had I my work
2: one time that I was complaining that she, she felt that she was becoming a minority in her country. My mother's a, you know, very bigoted, very racist and all that stuff. <laughs> and I said, why is it such a bad thing to be a minority in your country? And she couldn't answer me that. Says the only reason you would think it'd be a bad thing to be a minority in a country is because you already know the minorities are not treated right, and they're not treated right by the majority, which is you. So this is what you're afraid that's going to happen. You're afraid that you're going to be treated wrong because you're a minority at that point. And
5: yeah, that's the white genocide thing, man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm so
0: worried so worried about the white genocide <laughs> i'm i'm terrified oh no uh, the dear. word genocide people, kills me. Like, people with more melanin in their skin there'll be more of them yeah, yeah. And oh, it's no. not nobody's dying like, genocides <laughs> are, ugh, genocide means people die well you
5: doesn't know what, mean, i mean like be, you just have more of another group yeah. in, in I, existence I, I, that, that I, that's I'm the good. opposite of what a genocide is
2: I'll quote Jesus. to me, uh, Russell Peters, that uh, basically says, you know, well, eventually white is going to disappear. We're all going to be a tone of beige. So you can run away from us now, but eventually, well, fuck you. <laughs> 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 we'll
5: all be, be gray, you know, gray. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I can stand to look a little bit
3: more tan. So,
5: so. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, I, I just turn red in the sense. So <laughs> it's white or red, one or the other.
2: <laughs> so much, Let's take a quick pause. And when we come back, we'll bring a good friend, Bill Petro, with us. And we'll be talking about the history... And the, of Christmas and all of the great stuff, Bill is a super knowledgeable guy, so stay with us. <laughs> oh, yes. And there's Bill. Hey, Bill. How you doing, hey. man? Hey, Good this day. All, know, right? Merry Christmas, Bill. Happy, <laughs> Bill. happy <yeah. laughs> holidays. <Christmas>, you <laughs> too. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy. I think Hanukkah starts today as well, does not it? That's
1: uh, right. It's sundown
2: tonight. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. Cool. When mm-hmm. you. Get it.
1: I'm I'm thinking,
3: like, do a deep-fried dinner or something. Maybe. uh, (laughs)
1: Latte's is what you want. Potato pancakes.
3: They're actually really good. Like, uh, potato pancakes by themselves aren't that good, but if you start stuffing it with carrots and, and, like,
5: other veggies, they can get really yummy. That's just a shepherd's pie, man. Come on. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: We just don't mash it. We just shred
5: it. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. okay. Oh, right. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I gotta do something here. Uh, let's, 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 I forgot to do that again, like an idiot. Okay, perfect. Uh, we're ready to go? Yes, no, maybe?
3: Yeah. We're not we're going, going already? No.
0: I thought we were going. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I am gone, man. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> 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 Uh,
2: Bill, is it? Is it, is it, is it um, I, I almost wanted to call you an amateur historian here, but is, is it, would that be appropriate for me to call you that? Or do you think that'd be like.
1: Well, I, I, I am what I would call a semi professional historian. There we go. I have been compensated for teaching history and for writing history, but I'm a, a retired high tech sales training executive. Um, so I spent over 40 years in high tech. But my undergraduate degree and and my studies since that then have been in history.
5: Perfect. Let's do that then. So okay. no, don't don't use that word then. Don't the <laughs> amateur is not right. That's not the right word. That's that's how the right word so amateur
1: that's means true. that you love something. It's yeah. from the Latin, you know, like amadeus, um, which means lover of God. It means you love something rather than. Yeah. That you're not paid for it. You do it for the love.
2: Yeah, we're just oh, going to call her our favorite semi-professional hmm. historian. We're just going to say that. Perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. In the three, two, one. All right. Our next guest, our returning champion, Bill Petro, our semi-professional, favorite semi-professional historian. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Bill, thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Got a golf clap. <laughs> you Got a you golf clap. Mm-hmm. So, well, Bill, uh, for people that might have missed you the first time around, maybe you'd be so kind to give us a quick uh, intro as to who Bill Petro
1: is. So I'm Bill Petro, or, or as I like to say, BillPetro.com. I've been blogging <laughs> about history, um, writing articles on history behind holidays, history behind important anniversaries uh, for about 40 years. Um But that isn't what my day job was. I was a retired, I am now a retired uh, Silicon Valley sales training executive. Um, But for years, people would ask me questions. What's the history behind Halloween, behind trick or treat, behind why do we have bunnies and eggs during Easter? Um, What about the Christmas tree? What's the history of that? um and so i've i've written these articles to address those kind of questions uh that people have had and i blog about them at dot
2: perfect and we're going to talk all about christmas because god knows there's so many questions we can ask about christmas oil the origins of the christmas tree Why or the origins of the yule Law, or the origins of you know nativity and all that stuff so um Anyone who, who want to go with anything in particular? The first one we want to start. What, what, what do we want to look, look at first? Uh, let's. We'll talk about the Christmas tree, guys. How about what do you think?
3: Yes, Christmas, uh, Christmas trees are fun. Uh, that, all right, that, so that takes our, us back our, to Saint Boniface, I think. Well, if I said that good. right. Yeah, Bill, that's Bill's great. are He yes,
2: it all. So kind of it. He knows it all. So Bill, you go right ahead, my friend. Tell us about the Christmas tree.
1: Everybody. One of the Christmas things we're gonna we're gonna get into is what are the non-Christian backgrounds behind some of the traditions that we celebrate at Christmas time and mm-hmm. you you've just touched on one and that is uh, the Yule log or the Yule tree uh, when we talk about Yule Yule is Germanic uh, but it comes out of Scandinavian languages Yule is another name for Odin which is the Norse all father or the father of the gods, right. uh, and it's either Yule or Yulner. Now Yulner might sound familiar to you. Both of these are names for Odin, but you may be familiar with the name of Thor's hammer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. So Mjolnir is the name of his hammer. So the Yule traditions go back to Nordic and Germanic roots, and it was a t- it was a twelve day celebration. Um, which was called Yule Tide. We now call it Christmas Tide, but it talks about the 12 days that start with the solstice and then extend for 12 days after that. So when we talk about the 12 days of Christmas, we're really talking about the 12 days after Christmas, not the 12 days of shopping before Christmas. So, within the the liturgical calendar, the days before Christmas is called Advent, from the Latin Adventus, which means uh, the coming of the of the Christ child. But in the Nordic world, in the pre-Christian world, there was a celebration around the solstice, and they would use a tree. Uh, this tree was dedicated to Thor. and as as Troy pointed out, Boniface, Came upon, he was walking in the woods, and he came upon um, a small boy that was going to be sacrificed uh, to this Yule tree. And he stopped them, um, swung an axe, and in its place sprouted a fir tree. Uh, And fir trees are now more commonly associated with Christmas trees. Um, And that was the beginning of the Christian. Christmas tree to supplant the Yule or Nordic tree. Um, So so that's kind of the earliest non-Christian origins of the Christmas tree. Um, But Queen Charlotte brought brought it over from Germany uh, to, to Windsor became popular, but it really exploded. The Christmas tree exploded during the time of Victorian Albert. As you know, Albert was German. Mm-hmm. And he loved the German Christmas. And so he he also made sure that there was a Christmas tree set up at the residence in Windsor. But he also gifted fir trees to all of the army barracks. And so he popularized this so much so that at the same time, there was a writer named uh, Charles Dickens who would talk about this new German toy called the Christmas tree. Um, And the Christmas tree became even more popular during the reign of uh, Victorian Albert. And so when we think about a traditional American Christmas, we're really thinking about a traditional Victorian Christmas Mm, with the German and Norse um, traditions that go with that. Yeah. Now I've
3: heard before um, uh, people claim that the Christmas tree also has origins origins in the uh, feast of Adam and Eve, and was like once called a paradise
1: tree. Um yeah, are yes, you... that's true. Um, okay. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that anymore. Um, but but yes, there's there's a story. Of... <laughs> <laughs> there's a story professional. I'm of... the amateur. Uh, <laughs> Um, yes, that that's true. What's interesting is in America, German immigrants would refer to the Christmas tree as the Luther tree. And there's a similar German tradition, although more recent. And the story goes like this. Martin Luther, um, who was a German monk, and you probably know the story of the Reformation, how he broke with the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. He got married. The Augustinian monastery that he used to live in when he was a monk, um, he buried off all of the monks, uh, often to uh, to nuns. And he himself married a nun and had six children. And so he's living in the Augustinian monastery in Wittenberg, and he's coming home one night to his wife and his children and he's looking up through the fir trees and he sees the stars shining through and he is so overcome with wonder that when he gets home he tries to explain this to his his wife and his children and and they kind of don't get it so he lights candles he goes outside he cu- cuts down a tree brings it inside and puts lighted candles on all the branches to simulate the stars shining through. And this became very popular. And so lighted trees um, in America was a German tradition that came over. And some Germans referred to this as the Luther tree.
2: And the director's cut of this, ver- this story. The, the tree catches on fire. Everybody dies. It's That's it's a horrible tragedy.
1: <laughs> I mean, aren't Christmas trees, like,
5: trees. aren't they super flammable? There's, like, the <laughs> like they have, like, their sap. Yeah, like, I keep it watered <laughs> very well. Yes. Well, so yeah. Don't you
2: know, that, so I don't know if they're super
5: flammable when they're green, 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 I guess. But uh. I, I was
3: trying to explain. Well, I heard the sap idea. is, like,
5: flammable, but I, I yeah. could be mistaken.
3: I was trying to explain to my daughter how before LED lights, you always had to make sure you kept the tree watered as much as possible because the old incandescent lights would get so hot. it was yes. it was common to hear news stories of like people's houses burning down because their a Christmas tree caught on fire, mm-hmm. which and,
1: and, and you guys are old enough to remember the old incandescent bulbs, which could get very hot nowadays. A couple of years ago, I bought a Christmas tree, of course, an artificial tree. But the LED lights are insinuated all through it, Mm -hmm. and there's an app for that, so I can have (laughs) snow falling. I can have, I can have the Denver Bronco logo, you know, going around my tree. Why would you want that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why would you want the Denver (laughs) Bronco? Because I live in Colorado.
5: <laughs> <laughs> broncos are kind of cool, you know. Broncos no, are all right, you
3: know. Yeah. And then, if we want to go all the way back to Charlie Brown Christmas with the aluminum Christmas trees, it's where the tree was almost completely tensile, and then they would put this high power color, uh, this high power lamp with uh, theater gels rotating in front of it, so the tree That's would true. change color, and that was like super high tech. But that used to catch on fire too, if I remember. <laughs> it was say uh, uh, after a few accidents, it lost popularity. Or am I wrong?
1: (laughs) No, no, that's true. Um, When I was a kid, we would do that. We would have a a gel that had three different colors in it, you know, kind of triangles, three different colors. And Mm -hmm. as they would rotate, they would light up the tree. Sometimes we would have what was called frocked Trees, you know, you you spray on this snow-looking stuff. Yes. Sometimes oh yeah, I remember cooler. that from my childhood. Yeah,
0: yeah they, they yeah they, they
3: they stopped that when when they found out asbestos was bad for you, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> if you watch, if you watch the Bishop's Wife, which is an old Christmas movie with with Cary Grant, Cary Grant, yeah, Nathan, he decorates the tree with tinsel, which is intended to simulate. Um, ice, what are they called? Icicles. I
5: icicles, right? Icicles, yeah. yeah.
1: Nobody does that anymore. Uh, that metallic look of icicles... I did yeah, that, that one year. Messy. That's because when yeah. you have to pick
2: up the tree, you have to pick up all the tinsel on the ground. You can't even vacuum it up.
5: It, <laughs> it, up yeah.
3: it could be worse. Uh, pets will eat it. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> oh, so that's that's I, remember, I remember having tinsel on the tree as a kid, and our cat would be running around a host with tinsel out of his butt with a turd on the end. Oh. And so it like a, just like a bouncing turd and a, uh, chasing the cat. It, was, uh, <laughs> it made it all the way <laughs> through that's the sorry, dog. Buddy. Wow. <laughs> Pardon? It made oh, it all yeah. the way through. It, it, no, it didn't make it all the way through. We had to pull the rest of it out, and the cactus was not singing jingle bells when we were doing it. it was, uh, oh, wow. Okay. It's more like a bad rendition of Old Holy Night. Or Ave Maria. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so okay. So now we we've talked a lot about the Christmas tree. Let's let's move on to another tradition that we do. How about you know? Um, how about the stockings? Bill, any 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 thoughts on how the whole stocking on the chimney thing kind of started out? Well, there,
1: there's one story that goes like this: Saint Nicholas, who was a historical character that uh, lived back in the late 200s and early 300s, his name was was Nicholas, and he was a Bishop of Myra in modern-day Turkey, Um, a man of some importance. He actually went to the Council of Nicaea that was called by the emperor uh, uh, Constantine, the first Christian emperor, and I I put quotes around that because he did not make Christianity the the religion of Rome. That was Theodosius I a, a few decades later. But he was very friendly toward Christianity. He called all these bishops together uh, in Nicaea to decide a number of theological issues. One is the dating of Easter. Invite me back for your Easter show, and I'll explain why we have Easter then. Anyway, uh, St. Nicholas was one of the bishops who was called, amongst 180 other uh, church leaders, to Nicaea, just outside of Constantinople. In any event, he was a very generous man and and the story goes that there was there was a family of a man who had three young daughters who were getting ready to 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 be of marriageable age. but he had no money for dowries. And so he was afraid that his daughters would turn to prostitution, and it was it was a very sad story. So what Nicholas did was, the there was a stocking uh, drying out by their chimney, uh, or uh, the fireplace. The oldest daughter had put her wet stocking there, and so he dropped a small bag of gold down the chimney, such that it would fall into the stocking. And Good. now the now the oldest daughter has a dowry and she could get married. And the next night. The other two girls set up their stockings by the fireplace so that they could get dowries as well. But those three bags of gold became the three orbs of gold that we associate with pawnbrokers. So if you ever go to a pawnbroker shop or look at their sign, they often have three orbs of gold. And it goes back to St. Nicholas. So that's one possible story of stockings Chimneys, gifts landing in in um, in stockings. Oh wow! Yeah, I had no
2: idea about the uh, the pawn shop uh, link to it. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's
5: yeah. awesome. Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> but, of course, <laughs> you did, man. Like you, can, there, you know There's another. Up.
3: Yeah, there's, there's one that I can't quite figure. I was reading something about a, a symbol of Saint Nicholas that uh, you'll that use you, that we still find on a lot of sailing ships n- nowadays. Because he was also the patron saint of uh, sailors. And there was some sort of symbol of, of St. Nicholas that uh, that they still put, that you'll still find in, in ships. But I, I, yeah, I didn't. I,
1: I don't remember that story. Yes, but he was the patron saint of a number of, of different things.
3: A lot yeah, of things. But,
1: <laughs> what's interesting is his day is December the 6th. So St. Nicholas Day is December the 6th, the Feast of St. Nicholas. And it commemorated when he died. He was he was martyred uh, as a Christian. Most saint days are tied to the death of the saint, um, because back then people did not pay attention to when you were born. We celebrate Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. But back then, unless you were royalty, unless you were part of Caesar's household, they didn't pay attention to when you were born. They paid attention to when you died. Uh, And that was celebrated and commemorated uh, with a feast. So Santa Lucia, for example, um, her, her saint day is in December as well. She's the patron saint of Nordic countries, but she's also the patron saint of Sicily which is where my mother's family comes from. So, so yeah, a saint will typically have a variety of things that they are the patron for.
5: Okay. Oh. How many stand-up comics did it take to make fun of the fact that people were celebrating people's deaths before they changed <laughs> that? <laughs> right? <laughs> I was about to say it's like, dude, that's, that's kind of a bummer. We're having a feast because this guy is gone. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna remember his goneness forever. <laughs> he's
4: gone. Yeah, he's forever.
1: Gone. <laughs> it's like, it's, I can say that my guy, but <laughs> We still do that. You know, we still recognize, for example, the date that John F. Kennedy was assassinated or the day that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. So we do that as well. It's just that back then, if you were a peasant, uh, if you weren't royalty, nobody, there weren't baptismal records, as it were, you know, where, where you would pay attention when someone was born.
2: Yeah, you probably didn't even have a calendar either, so you probably didn't even know well, it was some Wednesday somewhere <laughs> that's when you were born. <laughs> some oh <my> Wednesday in spring. <laughs> <That's fascinating. Wow. laughs> <That's so cool. laughs> All right, let's move on to another Christmas tradition, you guys. Which one would you like to find out? Um,
3: uh, how about we talk more about the twelve days of Christmas? It, oh, it's uh, because like they because like uh, originally it was like a uh, a whole time of feasting and merriment and uh, and. Uh, And some people liked that, some people didn't.
1: So it went from twelve to twelve to (laughs) one. But uh... well, actually, the Puritans, not only in England but in America, did not celebrate Christmas at all. In fact, they didn't celebrate any holidays at all. Uh, The only holiday they celebrated was Sunday, the Lord's Day. Um, But no, they they thought that Christmas was way too pagan and there were too many pre-Christian and non-Christian traditions. So no, they stayed away from it entirely. Um, The Puritan experiment in America lasted from 1630 to about 1689. So So it lasted for about 60 years when the Massachusetts Bay Colony had an exclusive contract that was administrated out of Boston, not out of England. But that fell apart in, in uh, 1689 and 1690. And it was consolidated with the uh, Plymouth uh, contract that was administrated out of England. And so the Puritan experiment uh, ended at that time. Yeah, But in yeah, both the- England, the Puritans did not observe Christmas.
3: Yeah, Cromwell in England, if I remember, he uh, he canceled Christmas, and I believe, and huh? it was so unpopular. Uh, if I recall, there was like a letter written or a petition written saying, "Give us Christmas or give us a new king,"
5: and, and it was a. <laughs> it was wow. like a, Jehovah's Witnesses like runned everything, like ran. You know? <laughs> Jesus, that's scary.
1: What's interesting, if you ever go to England and you go to the Parliament building. There's a statue of Oliver Cromwell there. Um, he was a great leader in the Civil War, the British Civil War, um, but he was also very unpopular. Um, and the fact that he had eliminated a lot of things that people liked um, kind of led to the, f- the failure, of the continuation of um, the Long Parliament and all of the reforms that he wanted. And upon his death, his son succeeded him. His son was not a good military leader, uh, and the British people brought back um, Charles I to be their to be their king. And with Charles I, you got all of the things uh, related to Christmas that you're talking about, all the traditions of that.
3: Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Christmas back then though it was a lot like very different than how we celebrate Christmas today, right? It was like back then it was like mostly feasting, partying, uh, lots of games, ghost stories, the uh, uh, a lot of le- and it did have like a lot of leftover pagan exercises, uh, like you know, like uh, the King of Fools, uh, which was uh, I don't know what if you want to. Oh, pardon?
2: Why are you looking at me when you said the king of right? <laughs> he, he did. I saw him. He looked. It
5: was, was, like, it oh,
4: was, oh, it was a yeah. thing.
2: He We're all, all in the same him. studio.
1: You know, a, couple of, a couple of decades ago, uh, some woman, one of my readers of my blog, sent me an email and said, Hey, could you help my daughter? She's writing an article on what American colonial Christmas looked like. Mm. Uh, and I helped her a little bit. Uh, there was much more around the feasting, much more around fruits. There are certain fruits that become available um, at this time of the year in season. Oranges, for example, apples, um, for example, pineapples were really—if you could get your hands on a pineapple, boy, you were the king of Christmas. Uh-huh. But yeah, a lot of a lot of our traditions around the twelve days of Christmas come from these pre-Christian societies, like the Germanic Norse ones we talked about with Mm -hmm. associated with Yule. When we talk about a Yule log, we talk about a confection, right? You know, it's got chocolate and cream and all that kind of stuff. Back then, they chopped down a tree and stuck one end of it into a fire and ignited it, and it would take about 12 days to burn the whole tree. You know, they just kind of move the tree over the fire, and it would take about 12 days. So we, a lot of our tradition, a lot of it is European, so it comes from the, the German-Nordic background. But some of it goes back to Roman times uh, with the solstice. Most societies, most cultures have a celebration around the winter solstice. And from an astronomical perspective, the solstice is the sun standing still. That's what it means in Latin. And what that means is the declination of the sun in the sky reaches the lowest point. That's why our days are shortest then our our daylight. And then it starts to move back up again. What the Romans did with this, and, and we know about this going back, about 100 years before Jesus. That's the first time we hear about the solstice. What the Romans celebrated was the fact that the sun was unconquerable. It looks like the sun is going to be extinguished, but no, it stands still toward the end of December, and then it starts coming back up again. Yay! (laughs) And in about 274 A.D., The Emperor Aurelian reinvigorated the solstice. He built a temple of Saturn uh, about it. And he popularized the idea of Sol Invictus, the unconquerable sun, and the saying, Yo Saturnalia, which means uh, great Saturn. So the Saturnalia was the name of the holiday associated with the solstice. And as you know from your Greek mythology, Greco-Roman mythology, Saturn was the head of the Titans, uh, his his. Greek name was Cronus. Mm-hmm. He was the father of the Olympian gods. Now we're familiar with the Olympian gods, you know Zeus and Hera and Aphrodite and Apollo, but their progeners were the Titans, and the Titans in, included Cronus, the, the god of time, and Cronus had had all these children. But in in Rome, he's called Saturn. And the Saturnalia was a religious uh, celebration to, to honor Saturn. And the Saturnalia, we know about it being celebrated 100 years before Jesus. We know it was popularized in 274 when he instituted the cult, the, the emperor um, Aurelian instituted the cult of Sol Invictus. But we don't know the specific practices of the Saturnalia until about the fifth century. And we know that it involved, we knew that it involved feasting and gift giving. But now we learn in the fifth century it involved nuts and fruit and decorating trees and the exchange of gifts, which makes it really hard for historians to figure out which way the traditions went. Because if we only learn what the traditions are in the fifth century, Well, Christianity is all over the Roman Empire by this time. And whose traditions were influencing whom? We don't know. uh,
3: not only just that, but like around that time that's also when the Gauls started uh like uh um migrating uh south whatever to uh to minute to uh populate throughout the empire too. So well, is po- different is, different is, different is, different. is it possible that like uh like European uh Yule Myths and traditions uh made their way down south and then back up again? Or or is that just well, like me Gull- shooting
1: the gulls idea. Which is modern day Turkey It was what we oh. call Asia Minor. So, who, who am I thinking of then
3: The G- Germans then
1: No, no, you're, you're right But you just didn't oh. go back far enough oh, So whoops. the Gauls <laughs> came From modern day Turkey Which would have been Greek And they moved into Europe uh, Through Germany And then down into France And ultimately yes. into Italy So yeah, you're on the right track There's just a longer history
5: Okay. Can, uh, can I ask one question real quick? And, I, and this is from like a little bit ago. But you were talking about the uh, Titans, right? Is and and I've I've been curious about this, and I hadn't looked it up yet, but or anything. But is Thanos actually like part of that? Uh, <laughs> History, or is that like is that just completely made up? <laughs> right, well, no, I'm no, just no, curious. No, sorry,
1: right. <laughs> am I unrelated? <laughs> okay, <laughs> now, now you're getting off topic. Just curious. I'm you're sorry. forcing me you to talk about comic books. Um, <laughs> I collected. I, don't it for, may... I collected comic books for 22 years, um, the DC Comics, the Marvel Comics. Ironically, I won a scholarship to Berkeley based on my knowledge of Norse mythology, because the the guy who was interviewing me was professor of Scandinavian literature. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about Thor. We were talking about the Marvel comic book of Thor and how mm-hmm. it difference, differs from the real mythology. The real mythology, Loki is not Thor's brother. He's Odin's brother in the Edda, the, the ancient Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. But how many of you have seen the Thor movies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh, loves nice. the Thor movies. It's oh, based yeah. on the comic book. It's not based on the Norse mythology. Well, yeah. So the in the comic com- book. <laughs> what happened with Stan Lee is he had all these superheroes and he goes, Who, How can I make a more powerful superhero? I know. I'll, I'll use a god, the God <laughs> of Thunder. So he brought, brought Thor into that. Um, Tolkien also based his backstory to the Lord of the Rings, the Silmarillion, on Norse mythology. He fell in love with Finnish language. And the high Elvish language, uh, Quenya, is actually based on Finnish. And so Mm. a number of elements from Norse mythology entered the Lord of the Rings. The Valar, the gods, the powers in the Silmarillion are borrowed right out of Norse mythology. The names of the dwarves, um, uh, come out of Norse mythology. Gandalf means sorcerer elf. So, so a lot of that Norse mythology is now part of our popular culture, um, but it, it's not directly from the Norse. It's more, fr- it's more from the uh, the comic book. But your question about Thanos. Um, so Thanos is uh, one of the gods of the moon Titan in the comic book. Uh, he is the brother of Eros and he is the God of death. Well, not exactly in the comic book. He's in love with death, but the word not, death <laughs> in Greek is Thanatos. Oh, from uh, which we get the uh, word Thanos, one of the benefits of a classical education. Indeed,
2: <laughs> I was so because, uh, just before you came in, Bill. We were determining that the Yule cat apparently is Sauron's cat too. So we got all the way.
0: yeah, yeah we are getting <laughs> all I'm of glad the here to us out. cat Mordor. <laughs> so the best book
1: on the birth of the gods is called "The Birth of the Gods" in Greek, uh, Hesiod's Theogony. Theogony just means the birth of the gods, but Hesiod was an ancient Greek writer. However, if you don't want to read ancient greek there is a new series of books out by stephen fry oh. yes the comedian um wow yes the guy who's in lots of movies um uh he has a series of books out on the gods and the heroes mythos is where he would want to start and it talks about the demiurges of uranos the heavens or the sky and Gaia, which is Earth, the personification of Earth, and how them coming together created the Titans, Kronos or Saturn, the head of them. And then he had a bunch of children that he ate, um, except for one. Um, The mother gave him a stone and he ate a stone thinking it was Zeus, but it wasn't. Zeus was brought up privately, then he goes and he castrates his father, and from that, some of that falls into the sea, from the sea comes Aphrodite or Venus on the half shell. Anyway, if you read Mythos by Stephen Fry, you'll get get a lot of background of the Greek mythology. The Romans essentially stole that uh, or borrowed that from the Greeks when they conquered them. And Saturn plays into the story of Saturnalia. So it was a religious holiday to pay honor uh, to Saturn during the solstice. Now, the solstice happens in December between the 20th and the 23rd. So there's a four-day period when the solstice can begin. It usually happens the 21st or the 22nd of the year. However, back then they did not have the tools for a really accurate knowledge of when the sun reached its lowest point. And so they had to extrapolate. They thought the solstice happened on December 25th. So that is why the Saturnalia is celebrated on the 25th and the 12 days after that.
3: Interesting. Interesting.
5: Oh, Interesting. And that that
3: that changed again when it uh, switched from the uh, Julian to the Gregorian calendar, right? That's why, like some countries, will will celebrate Christmas in January. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, because so,
1: yeah. and that's yeah. an interesting point. thanks to Julius Caesar, um, who reformed the the calendar. And this is before Jesus because he died forty four BC. Uh, you've got the Julian calendar, but when we switched to the Gregorian. Ca- to the uh, Gregorian, did I say that right? Gregorian calendar from Pope Pope Gregory. The dates shifted. Now, what's interesting is the Eastern part of the world, I don't mean Asia, I mean Eastern Europe, the Eastern Orthodox Church celebrates on January the 6th. It's called Epiphany. And it's also called the Three Kings Day, the, the Magi, the coming of the Magi. And in Latin America, it's called Three Kings Day. But Epiphany means shining forth, and they celebrate on January the 6th. Uh, The night before is called Twelfth Night, meaning the twelfth day of Christmas. And it was so popular that Shakespeare wrote a play about it.
2: Yeah. No, that would that would explain so much because I, I was so confused because when I switched from the Julian calendar, I switched to the Advent calendar. <laughs> Instead of Gregorian, uh, it, was nothing but, it was nothing but chocolate. So I, that was
3: it wasn't <laughs> even good chocolate. It that
4: wax-y
2: yeah,
1: yeah, it was not even good chocolate. I, was <laughs> I'm not, I'm the about the Gregorian calendar is that different countries shifted to it at different times. So in America, which was English, this was in the 1700s. So it's difficult to determine how old Benjamin Franklin was because the calendar shifted during his life. Oh, so wow. So when was his birthday, well, it depends on which calendar you're using. <laughs> well that's going be wow, Benjamin Franklin
5: you probably had two birthdays just because of that you know <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to switch that's what it was
3: uh, for Benjamin Franklin every day was his birthday if I remember like he spent a lot of his later years partying it down in, Fer- in Paris <laughs> but oh yeah he uh... oh, yeah. loved the French lady for sure.
2: yeah. <laughs> no, I gotta ask another Christmas tradition I, I've always kind of puzzled a bit about what is it about red, green and gold What is it about these three colors you always see that at Christmas?
1: Um, Certainly red and green. Gold and silver are both popular in different ways. Um, I just wrote an article recently on the Carol of the Bells. Um, And that usually refers to silver bells. There's a line in the song that talks about the silver bells and talks about Christmas. It's based on an old Ukrainian folk song that not only had nothing to do with Christmas, it was popular in pre-Christian Ukraine. Um, but a Ukrainian choir came to America about a hundred years ago and performed at um, Carnegie Hall. And people loved this traditional song, you know, dun da da dun, da da, da. Mm-hmm. And 16 years later, an American composer, added English words to it and tied it to Christmas, Christmas bells and all about Christmas. And so now it's a Christmas carol, but that's what it wasn't originally, but Ukraine's in the news. Oh, so oh. Um, I wrote this article yeah. on that. Um, the that's, that's the green... like... I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: Oh, no, I was going to say that's kind of like Handel's Messiah, like Handel's Messiah is like associated with Christmas time, but uh, originally it was for Christ. Easter.
1: <laughs> yes, you're exactly right. Um, I've written two articles on that. One is on the reception in Dublin. He lived in Dublin, and that's where he wrote it. And it was performed by the um, St. Patrick Choir and the Christchurch Choir. Um, and it was it was fabulously popular. They raised money. A number of people in workhouses were were freed from the money that was raised. Then it was performed a year later in England and it did not do well. Uh, It was done at the Royal Opera House and they they had to hide the name. There was so much resistance. They called it a sacred oratorio. Um, Anyway, but uh, the red and the green come from the plants that are often used for Christmas. One is holly, which has red berries. The other is mistletoe, which usually has white berries. But I believe that's why those colors are popular, you know, on on trees and, and lights and houses and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's... It's yeah, they were like also... Um, tri- oh, I was going to say like they were off- also... <laughs> Go ahead, Helen. I'm horrible horrible
3: interrupting.
0: <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say that also, too, because um, green is the color of life. Um, of, of of so it's a reminder also too that spring is coming and is connected to the solstice because in the winter every and it was believed in ancient cultures that the earth went to sleep. I don't drink. Yeah. And there was
2: just the color of money you spend on that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And also, also the evergreen dreams that didn't um, lose their needles and change its color in the winter compared to um, other trees that, you know, would go to sleep, like die in the wintertime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And mistletoe was a miraculous plant in that it is evergreen, but it has no roots. It is a semi-parasite. Um, it it takes its nutrients from the plant that it's attached to, usually a tree, but it also can do some photosynthesis. Ironically, the story of mistletoe goes back to Norse mythology, uh, and it goes back to Frida and Baldar, not Thor, but Baldar, and how Baldar was was well-loved. Everybody loved him. Um, but Loki didn't like him, and um, a promise was, was made uh, about him, uh, but Loki went to a blind god and convinced him to fashion an arrow made out of mistletoe, mm-hmm. and it was shot, and it hit Baldar, and he died, and there was weeping and kissing and all this kind of stuff associated with the story. That's kind of the pre-Christian story behind mistletoe now it's the kissing plant but well, yes it's It'd be much
2: more exciting instead of kissing under the mistletoe you get the shot and arrow at somebody that'd be really <laughs> more exciting
1: yeah, people it certainly does uh, yes
3: if i remember if i if i remember correctly um the uh, during the victorian ages where everything started to become a little bit more prudish they they took issue with kissing under the mistletoe so they added a, tra- a tradition that whenever someone kissed under the mistletoe, you had to remove a berry. And then once all the berries were off the mistletoe, it, it's like you couldn't kiss under it anymore. It, it's,
2: I don't
1: know if
2: you Do you remove two berries? I, I don't know. If it's a French kiss do you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like... I, I, this, is a, this is a crappy kiss i'm just gonna add a berry i'm just gonna know
5: <laughs> out, if it's head you just remove the whole thing you just yeah uh, <laughs> we're, good. we're done. <laughs> bill, bill thank you so much for
2: coming on the show and explaining all these christmas tradition to us really appreciate that buddy uh if people want to find
1: out more about your research and everything you're doing where can they find you They can come to BillPetro.com. I'm currently running 40 articles on the history behind Christmas, uh, starting with the beginning of Advent all the way up to um, January the 6th with Epiphany or Three Kings Day.
3: Yeah,
2: all uh, the articles, Bales. Why don't you just take it, take it a bit easier, everybody?
3: Or the article, man. Christmas has an awesome history. Like, uh, like I've just read bits and pieces here and there, but it's a. Uh, there's so many different myths, and and then like uh, and like there's some of the stories that Bill talked about, like. Uh, like with the Christmas tree, for example, like I can I can like list off like three different stories of how that went how that went down, and then each has their own different uh, spin on it, like uh, like uh, like. S- like when saint boniface he he didn't just uh, like introduce the, the idea of the christmas tree he he introduced like uh, uh christian symbols and stuff to the to the tree also so like you you know you have a tree that points up to heaven three points to represent the trinity the um, uh, resurrecting the tree getting your home re- to uh, represent uh, the resurrection It's a uh, there's like a, a there's so much history to the holiday, and a lot of history that that uh, like that just gets forgotten over the years. So it's, it's really great to have someone delve into that, so that other people can read up on it, and uh, especially if they enjoy the uh, the little tidbits of history, because the, the, uh, all the cultural stuff from history, I think, is a lot more fun and interesting than uh, memorizing what king killed what cousin in what year or whatever. It's uh, <laughs>
2: Bill, thank yeah. you so much for your time. I appreciate that. I will wish you a happy holiday season, good sir. And I uh, hope to see you back uh, for Easter, for sure. We'll have to bring Bill back for that. Um, before I let you thank
3: go. I think we should bring him back for Lupercalia. Uh, <laughs>
5: uh, or Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Our holiday guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. A, a holiday guy.
3: You know, <laughs> Valentine's Day, like the origins of the Roman Valentine's Day, where it's like you got naked priests whipping uh, 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 women with, uh, with uh, wolf entrails. Like, you know, good time. Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, and nothing and
1: more romantic than that. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Bill, before I let you go, i got to have you say again, hi, this is Bill Petro, and I took a left in the valley.
1: Hi, this is BillPetro.com, and I took a left at the valley. And,
3: uh, well, thanks a lot, Bill, and Merry Christmas. Thank you
1: Thank you so much, for Cheers, Bill. Happy New Year. And happy New Year. You, thank thank first, you. And, uh, Christmas. We'll,
2: like uh, as per usual, uh, this should probably air tomorrow. Um, what well, the audio part anyway, and I will send you a link. And feel free to share it as much as possible. You're part of the you family. Please family. Do it.
1: Thanks. Hey, game. Right, chat with you. Love your observation. Have a great, day, bro.
0: Have a great holiday. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right.
1: Have a good we'll one. See
3: you later. Okay. We're off here. Nope, not yet. Well, yes, not no. yet. Oh no! Yeah. I've ruined everything. Christmas <laughs> is over. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, everybody start okay. the holiday season over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. All right. Oh, it's gone.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. 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 So, uh, uh, let's let's finish the show, but also something I completely forgot. We forgot to do our skit.
0: We forgot to do the skit. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but before we oh, do that, I, I don't even... <laughs> okay so okay. Uh,
3: <laughs> here I am thinking well, okay, which it was it <laughs> oh,
2: I, I resent it but don't worry we're not going to do it right now um, okay. alright so let's keep on going like everything has been going fine like we're not professionals alright alright well that was Bill Petrol. thank you so much Bill for all this. Uh, I learned a lot I don't know about you guys it's always good oh,
0: yeah. oh yeah I love learning always. history always. <laughs> you always why always we do the history. things we do
3: yeah <laughs> well, it's, well like I was trying to say earlier it's like the tidbits of history just brings it so much more alive than uh, just yeah. memorizing dates like schools get completely wrong kids would enjoy history way more if they got if they could actually apply it to uh, apply it to the daily lives and stuff but yeah so, I have a
0: holiday question that I wanted okay. to ask him, but we didn't get you. What is wassling?
3: Wassling! <laughs> go, 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 go. Um, okay, so... Christmas and Halloween used to have like a lot of similarities and part of it was going door-to-door uh, where like underprivileged people or just people in the town would go door-to-door and they would get treats and or and that's where Carolyn comes from right. but also was uh, the traditional wasling where uh, it, um, each house would have like a big ca- cauldron of, uh, of uh, spiced alcoholic drink so like I made Hawasa one year, and it was like a mix of orange cloves, apple cider, uh, brandy, uh, various spices, and it was just basically like a communal batch of uh, batch of uh, of cider, more or less, that you would uh, that you would share and hand out to people coming to door to door to warm them up. Wow. So it was, I, I thought we I thought we'd do Christmas at Troy's now from now on.
5: Like I mean, it was I a Christmas
3: old, like, of like, I, mean, I didn't make my fr- uh, my Christmas fruit cake this year, and oh. and I liquor that thing up so. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you, I, I mean, take I, the cheesecloth, and all you can smell is brandy.
0: <laughs> last night I had my Yule party, and I make a mulled wine, and I put a half bottle of brandy in <laughs>
3: <Yeah, laughs> so, yeah, there. That, <laughs> that would be like a type of m- Wassel, right? So.
5: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always forget about how good brandy is. It's <laughs> delightful, you know. It's just del- yeah,
0: it is. I don't. We don't. I only buy it during the holidays. So I,
2: I figured before we before we go tonight, we probably want to share. I mean, we all come from different backgrounds. I mean, you guys are in Florida. We're in Canada. I'm French Canadian. You guys are a- English. And I thought I thought maybe you guys would try. want to share something about how you were celebrating Christmas as a child. or Something like that. You got anything special you'd like to share? <laughs> <laughs>
4: So we know,
3: for me, uh, as a kid, Christmas was crazy. It was because uh, uh, everybody had to visit each other and mm-hmm. see what each other got for Christmas. So we'd get up at five, six o'clock in the morning, open our presents by seven thirty, eight o'clock. We were off to my grandmother's to watch her uh, unwrap her presents, and then we'd have a Christmas dinner. Then we'd be off to my uh, off to my aunts to uh, to. Uh, Uh, To see what they got for Christmas, then my uncles, then my other grandmothers for a Christmas dinner there, then our house. So it was like Christmas Day when I was growing up was a literally like a fourteen to sixteen hour affair, and it's so like when I got older,
5: it's so like now I just like a nice quiet Christmas with the because when fuck you, everybody, okay, I'm gonna drink my hot chocolate and everybody can fuck up I don't care. This is ridiculous.
3: Yeah, it, it was probably a lot easier because back then drinking driving was acceptable, and it's getting drunk of your Christmas no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> there was Fine. lots of wine. It, that's that's funny. funny. <laughs> yeah I mean, wine I, I, and egg on from <laughs> okay of
2: course I grew up French Canadian so what's different and I've told this story before uh, but for people that' have never heard this um we used to celebrate Christmas on the 24th not the 25th so I most most households today in in the uh, uh, United States and Canada won't go to sleep and they wake up Christmas morning then' unwrap the presents yeah. we were uh, we would go to sleep early as kids in the uh, later in the afternoon and then be woken up at midnight on the tw- between the 24th and 25th. And that's when we would come down. They would, they would call that the Réveillon. We, we'd come down the stairs and unwrap the presents. And then after that, it'd be like a big feast, like probably like around 2 a.m. <laughs> and then you step to the gills, you're going back to sleep, and then, of course, the kids would wake up at six, of course, you know, and come back down and keep playing with the toys. And then it's the 25th. So at that point, we would end up on the 25th. We'd end up having a second Christmas at grandma's. So now we're going to grandma's. And we always had this fun family tradition where one of the, uh, the uncles would dress up as Santa. We have this family Santa suit that we still have today to this day. And I wore that suit last year. And one of the uncles would slip out. And my uncle Ray would, p- would just pretend he's getting a phone call. And he's talking on the phone and say, oh, Santa, oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, you're coming down the street? Oh, God damn it. Well, of course, we're rushing to the window. All the kids are rushing to the window. Like, God damn it, there's the guys coming down the street. And he's waving at us. And, of course, all the neighbors. <laughs> Santa's walking down the street, which is one of my uncles dressed up. Uh, the neighbors are stopping him and giving him <laughs> an ounce of drink or something. Anyway, so he walks in and we'd have almost a second Christmas at, 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 at Grandma's. Uh, again, we'd have a whole bunch of presents from Saint Nick himself that time, so that was a very special way of celebrating Christmas.
3: I thought, yeah, that sounds great.
0: Really um, I our house was the Christmas house because um, I'm a, I'm one of six, so my brothers would bring like. If they were away to college, they would bring like their girlfriend, or if um, they were, they got married, because my brothers are significantly older than I am, between 10 to 20 years older than me. Um, so they would bring them over, then their kids, and we would do like our presents in the morning, and then um, and then by and my parents had been actually up like before even I would get up because they had to start cooking at like five o'clock in the morning and it would go all day, you know, and, and people would and friends would, friends of my family would just come in and out of the house and pick up food and drink and hang out and drop off a gift leave. So that's the way I, for a good portion up until I was about six, 16 or 17 years old we did christmas like that every year <laughs>
2: mm, nice yeah. Oh,
0: yeah and then my parents got old and they were like we're not doing this anymore we're gonna go over <laughs> other people's houses <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. what about you bradley uh yeah the, i mean the main thing i can uh remember was like that for whatever reason they did they did do the like santa thing but it was like really odd because they like they they built up the whole santa thing but then they were also like this isn't real we're kidding this it's not it's <laughs> not real okay Jesus is real but Santa it's, isn't yeah exactly yeah this is about Jesus not Santa and then we'd watch die hard we'd always we uh, we always watch, uh, <laughs> the tv version okay that was uh, it was edited edited for television and uh yeah <laughs> we had a tape I, I can uh,
2: visualize that young Brent lee on his couch with his pet alligator watching <laughs> die hard I can totally see guy.
3: I, I tried being Santa Claus one time, and it turned into a complete fail. Um, we were My son was little, we were staying in my parents' recreational property down in the States, and it's like a camping property. So we're doing Christmas around the campfire, then I show up dressed up as Santa Claus, and uh, and the kids are having fun and everything. It's like, now I have to uh, leave. So I, so I take off, and I figured, well, I'll just take the back trail, uh, to uh, to, uh, to the to the uh, to our our campsite, and I did not realize how dark it was outside. So it's like Santa's trying to do his exit back to the campsite or whatever because he doesn't want to. Uh, uh, Leave the way he came in, and all you hear is, is like bushes rustling, rustling, uh, r- rustling Santa falling over. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a few oops and uffs, and, 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 it's, uh, and then Santa walking back out through the bushes, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to take the road. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so great. I, I ruined Christmas, but it was fun. We laughed about it.
2: <laughs> how, how far? How far? I mean, I don't know if I'm not going to ask if you have kids or nieces and nephews or my dad. Like how far? Have you ever taken the Christmas myth to the kids as an adult?
3: Um, You know what? I always treat the Christmas myth or in Santa Claus. I always try to put it in the context of an allegory. That way, when the kids grow up older, it's a case where they uh, where they realize that oh, Santa Claus is just a representation of people uh, giving without wanting recognition of giving. And it's yeah. uh, and so. It's a case where it's. Like, uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell my kids when they're younger, it's a um, I believe in Santa. When you're older, I'll show you Santa Claus, but when you're an adult, you won't see Santa the same way as a kid. And and personally, I think you see him better, uh, but it's, that's something that, we'll, we'll, that I'll show you when you're old enough. And my uh, son, when he got older, said, like, you know, it didn't always make sense when you said it like that, but it makes sense now, and I'm glad that you did it that way because now I realize that uh, Santa Claus is just a symbol of the spirit of Christmas, uh, just like a lot of other symbols and stuff that we have. And it's, and it's all part, part about giving and uh, and giving or unconditional giving. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's That's very great.
3: I've gone myself personally to great
2: lengths to make the kids believe in Santa. <laughs> I, I would bullshit them and I would tell them about the great snowstorm of 92 where Comet broke his leg <laughs> and I had
4: to
2: go train some of the replacement reindeers, and they they bought it all to the point that I, I would actually make like deer tracks in the snow, you know. And of course, you drink the milk, you eat the cookies, and you you leave a note. And
5: I would actually take two by four and make sled like
2: tracks. Oh, wow! <laughs> oh
5: yeah, you got it I, wrong though. It's Prancer, and they made a movie about that. And <laughs> he hurt leg, and the little girl nursed him back to health. And uh, it was delightful.
4: Oh, yeah. I, I even it's very had, sweet.
2: Even had, uh, the, the girlfriend I had at the time we did like Walker Paper Series, which one of us would actually climb on the roof <laughs> and, and stomp around with some jingle bells <laughs> as I'm waiting for the kids. He's on the roof. Listen, he's on, you're going to hear him. He's stomping on the roof. Go back this sleep. Go back to sleep.
5: All the neighbors yeah. are looking up. They're like, ah, I got to do a thing for the. Just like We're just tricking <laughs> our kids. We're we're, right, no.
3: See, for me, it's like after setting everything up for Christmas, I would just take the bear bell I used. For hiking just shake that a few times before i go to bed it's like there there's your proof of santa <laughs> yeah,
2: right. yeah well, even one time i i uh i paid a, a friend of mine who was like he was a, a bigger guy and to come in and play santa you know as i woke up the kid and we peeked around the corner and there he is dressed up in santa go ho 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 and putting gifts under the tree for that that 10 seconds <laughs> so <laughs> Put the kid back in the bed. <laughs> all right, all right, buddy. Thank you, it was your fifty bucks or whatever. <laughs> Thanks for coming
4: and doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. my my kids at Christmas at their dad's house, um, but at my house we do we do Yule. And when they were younger. Um, and we still do this, um, in, um, Celtic mythology, the Oak King and the Holly King have a fight, um, during, who's gonna adopt when the seasons change over. So we adapted that story, but it's an insult. (laughs) So my husband and my best friend will play the Oak King and the Holly King, and we have all of our guests write insults down. And they so they insult each other, oh, right. and we have it. We stand around the bonfire and drink and have a great all time. So yeah, it's, we're, it's we're thinking lot about of fun doing a and very funny. Yeah, <laughs>
3: we're thinking about doing a campfire this Christmas, like for Christmas night. It's uh it's so part of me is wondering. It's like you know, should we make a Yule log or like a Yule goat just for just for the fun of it? <laughs> but all
2: all a- you should well, you should do like Bill said, the tradition: cut down a tree and start burning it section by
0: section.
5: Or the poop log. The poop log was great. I think that was a great. Oh yeah, the poop log.
0: You can do and just whip and just hit it. Mess up piñata, man.
5: Get a good one. You know.
2: What about you, Brent? How far did you ever take this, or did you?
0: <laughs> uh
5: no, no, yeah, I didn't. Uh, like I said, like uh, our family like, was very much uh, this. This stuff really isn't good. real, but uh, <laughs> Jesus is is the way. Yeah, that was oh, mostly man. that. <laughs> when did what? you
0: realize Santa wasn't real? Like, how did you figure it out? Does oh, they tell never. You or- <laughs>
5: Oh, they always said like they wasn't real that does that, oh, like, that was they, you yeah yeah they like constantly <laughs> said yeah it was like a, this is none of this is real uh, but like you know they still did this stuff anyway though which I never understood I'm like well then why are you doing this
0: why are you, why stuff, are you committing man? to the act man yeah yeah it was just
5: odd <laughs> I, I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like and and I, it constantly got us in trouble because we'd be like oh yeah you know that's your parents like doing a thing to to make you think Then they would god damn it right, stop telling the kids i'm like but jesus is real now jesus uh, right. you know i i thought i thought it would do something very interesting
2: i wanted to do this a bit earlier in the show but i might as well do it now i've got a whole bunch of christmas facts here i thought you guys would find interesting um did you go do you guys know that the germans made the first artificial christmas tree out of dyed goose feathers <laughs> <laughs> that's what? one dead
4: goose
2: really <laughs> yeah <laughs> dyed okay goose uh, each oh. year, apparently, there's more than three billion Christmas cards that are sent to the U.S. alone. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the 12 days of Christmas, yeah,
3: that's good, you know, those Christmas card thing, that's going to change once the NF, that Trump NFTs hit the market. Everybody will be, <laughs> oh,
0: you know what? If you want to get entertained, show, um, look up, um, Victorian, um, I mean, like Edwardian Victorian Christmas cards, mm. they are nothing <laughs> <laughs> like you have now. There's goats and and children just being shoved into sacks, <laughs> like,
5: like, there's always a sack. And <laughs> dead birds. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's <laughs> not we Christmas Mary, until Mary gets shoved in a sack. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> um, you know, if you did that, that's all the 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, if you actually add all the gifts in the Twelve Days of Christmas, apparently it equals to three hundred sixty-four gifts. Isn't
5: that interesting? <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of gifts. <laughs> of mostly of birds. No, just, that's all it is. It's a bunch yeah, of birds.
4: Birds.
2: According to data analyzed from Facebook posts, two weeks before Christmas is one of the of the two most popular times for couples to break up. Although, although Christmas Day is actually one of the least favorite days for breakups.
3: Christmas sense. is stressful on grown-ups.
5: Like, yeah. I'm not I, I going the to their F. place. <laughs> <laughs> can't. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Bill
2: didn't mention this, but in AD 350, Pope Julius I, the Bishop of Rome, proclaimed December 25th the official celebration day for the birthday of Christ. We didn't get to that today.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, that being said, is there were Christians uh, celebrating it as early as the... I think the first century in turkey uh it's uh, either the first it was either near the end of the first century or 125 early in the second century it's been it's been years since i read that but read up on that but it's uh, either way so it, yeah december 25th was around celebrated by christians for quite a while before it officially became canon but either way go on now the fact <laughs> according to the <laughs> world record the tallest christmas tree ever cut was 221
2: foot tall douglas fur that was displayed in 1950 at the north gate shopping center in seattle washington cool
0: that's I impressive think. yeah must have been yeah. a bitch to decorate
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a long time to do. oh
3: Mountain god gotta
2: that star all the way up <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
3: <laughs> thank you i'll just try one okay Hey, here's a Christmas tree fact. Um, that's Canadian. Um, the health after the Halifax explosion, a, um, uh, the people of Boston uh, sent up a lot of support to help the people of Halifax, mm-hmm. and all the way up until COVID, um, Halifax had sent Boston uh, a giant Christmas tree uh, every year as as a thank you. So, and that lasted for like over a hundred years and, until. Uh, uh, until covid came along and said the border got shut down
2: <laughs> yeah but, uh, i wonder if they res- they started redoing it again i hope they did yeah uh, that's, a, that's yeah. a nice tradition yeah um did you guys speaking of christmas trees uh they usually grow for about 15 years before they're sold
3: before they cut yeah, I found that out the hard way. Uh, we we uh, it's like we were planning on growing Christmas trees uh, here for our, for our, for our family, mm-hmm. only to find out uh, by the time uh, we have one, uh, the kid the kid our kid will be off to college. <laughs> so it's, uh, they they uh, yeah they 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 take a long time to grow.
2: <laughs> Did you know that each year there's approximately twenty thousand rent-a-santas across the United States. Rent a Santas usually undergo seasonal training on how to maintain a jolly attitude under pressure from the public. They also receive practical advice such as not accepting money from parents while children are looking and avoiding garland onions and beans for
5: lunch. <laughs> they're, they're great for like uh getting renting furniture and you can pay it off like um, you know, as you go. And uh uh, I'm just thinking of fill top. We never
2: talked wrong, about this never. last week yeah. a little bit. Uh, and, uh, in Poland, spiders or spider webs are common Christmas tree decorations because according to legend, a spider wove a blanket for baby Jesus. In fact, a Polish people consider spiders to be a symbol of goodness and prosperity at Christmas. We talked about this a bit last week, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the yeah the Ukrainian tradition of like somebody a tree growing in somebody's house, and then as it does, and then um, they were poor, and then uh, spiders. Decorated a tree. It was all gold and silver, and then the family had riches. So, Mm. but I don't. I I don't know. Like, do you think that story came before or after the baby Jesus story? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking.
3: yeah, and my, spiders can we waddling cloths. <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking a few years back, we didn't get our tree shooken. Like, you know how you, when you if you ever get a live Christmas tree, you go to the lot and they'll put into a shaker to get all the needles and, and other stuff out. We didn't do this. And it turned out that the tree was full of spider mites. Oh, so, God. God. Oh, so for no. the first, so for the first like two weeks of having a tree, I got the the, the vacuum vacuuming spider mites off the ceiling and all, off the walls. Like the entire house was infested with little these little tiny spiders. That's a little, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh
5: God, it's yeah. so terrifying.
2: Oh <laughs> you guys know that Alabama was the first state in the United States to officially recognize Christmas in 1836. So. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Alabama.
5: That
0: is go. interesting. Yeah. I thought it would be the New Englanders. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs>
5: yeah. 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 Huh. Um,
2: the point cinnia is that actually native plant to Mexico, and it was cultivated by the Aztecs, who called the plant. I'm going to mask for this. Huilacochquitil, which basically says "flower which wilts." <laughs> so the ash makes the plant's brilliant red color symbolize purity, and they often use medicinal leaf to reduce fever.
5: Wait, right. as opposed to the flowers that don't? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Contrary Sorry. to popular belief,
5: the poinsettia is not poisonous,
2: but the holly berries are. I did not know that. I thought for sure the poinsettia was good. There's
3: actually I, think, a, yeah, I, think
0: yeah. I thought you can't like we just got one last night, but I, had, I put it on my kitchen counter because I didn't want my cats to eat it. <laughs> so <laughs> there's yeah, actually
3: but, a, like, like a Christmas story behind the poinsettia, like the how it got to associate with Christmas, and it, it's a Christian story, but it's about a uh, a little girl who wants to uh, uh, put a gift on the altar for uh, Jesus, and then ends up gets these weeds, and then the. Uh, and then these weeds bloomed into a poinsettia as a miracle, and then this one church. So this one church in Mexico decorated their uh, church with poinsettias to celebrate the story or myth. And then some uh, florists in the states saw the church, how pretty uh, the poinsettias were, and and for and of course it decorates well for Christmas time. So then he brought it to uh, uh, he brought it to North America, and I think that early 1900s or something like that, but. Either way, everybody's got people walking behind them. we got to hurry up.
0: Yes, yeah, my, <laughs> my man bought me my present. So, hey, uh, hello, so man. Out, I have a poinsettia tattoo because my dad is a December birthday, so oh, I have a awesome. poinsettia on my elbow. And it's completely yeah.
3: ir- ir- ironic that you're pointing a poinsettia at us.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: As you guys know, the President Teddy Roosevelt, who is pretty much a strong environmentalist, banned Christmas trees from the White House in 1901.
5: I told you they're too flammable. They're too flammable. (laughs) They are. They're just bombs. Oh man!
2: Um, Did you guys know that during the Christmas season, nearly 28 sets of Lego are sold every second?
3: There goes one wow! There goes another one. There goes you know, every five minutes, you're parent uh, swearing, trying to put the Lego together for on Christmas Eve. It's, uh, or
0: either or they're stepping on it in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, on Christmas night, the twenty fifth, you're stepping on Legos in the middle of the night.
5: <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! And that's how they came up with the movie Home Alone. Exactly. It's all Christmas stuff, really. It's all-
2: well, you know what? It's kind of funny you're saying the dry uh, the dry tree because in the United States, dry Christmas trees cause an estimated 100 fires, resulting in about 10 deaths and 15.7 million in property damage.
3: <laughs> they light
5: go. right up. Dude. I, figured you, that would, light I figured right that up.
3: would have changed with LEDs. but
5: uh, well, you know, you know, It's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> so. I, I'm telling you, I heard their sap is very flammable. <laughs> I could be, you know, I'm just saying. Don't be <laughs> a sample <laughs> <The> tree. It's <laughs> definitely sticky. sticky.
2: Guys, thank you so much for joining us, me for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate that. I will wish you and our audience, of course, a merry seasonal holidays. Call it what you want. <laughs>
3: happy have Christmas. a happy have celebration Easter. Easter. of the winter solstice, practice or not practice, not practice. In, the, in the denomination
5: of your choice. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> happy or happy merry of the Christmas. Year. Yeah, happy <laughs> end of the year celebration. Have a Yule is cool. To be happy to each other. and, yeah. and, and don't
0: and get eaten by a Yule cat. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> don't get year. eaten. By cat, yeah. That's right, exactly
4: <laughs> It's huge <here.
2: laughs> We started this entire show with the war The whiskey war We're going to end up with the uh, Merry Christmas, war is over song Thank you so much so guys, until Christmas, next
3: time Until next time